All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. listening to the northern hunter podcast home of all things hunting fishing and outdoors in alaska hey guys this is dalton here i just have a quick segment to uh bring to you guys here before we get into the main show i wanted to let you guys know that in this episode we have here with brian we get into some deep discussions about a few different topics and uh brian is uh, expressive in his language and i just wanted to let you guys know that uh if you have sensitive listeners in the vehicle with you or wherever you're listening to this podcast uh, you might want to uh, tone that down or maybe just listen to this one on your own or if you don't want to hear that language then we're just letting you guys know we try to keep this podcast pretty family friendly but uh, we didn't want to clutter up the show with uh, a bunch of excessive bleeping we're just letting you guys know this is not for sensitive listeners so i hope you guys enjoy the show All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, James Payne, and I'm joined here with Northern Hunter co-founding members, Dalton Gray. Hello. And Mariah Humphreys. How? And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I... It's Way not, to start off strong. It's not what we're supposed to come out, but we'll go with it. All right. And uh, we're all very excited to be sitting down and uh, chatting with uh, Mr. Gritty himself, Brian Call. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. I know you're you're a very busy man, <laughs> especially this time <laughs> of got, year. We got hunts coming up, boys. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Try, try. Out of, we've, it's been cabin fever yeah. for a while. I was now. just going to say yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah, we're all going a little stir crazy yep. up here too. Yep. I, I say it a lot. March is now past, but it's probably my least favorite month because it's just it's, it's right there yeah you know you're right there it's just right around the corner i have a love and hate uh, relationship with april the 15th in alaska because yeah, it's yeah. tax day and it's also <laughs> it's also the bear baiting <laughs> opener so yeah <laughs> yeah oh boy uh, how about you guys down there man you've been doing a lot of a lot of prep work getting everything ready breaking out the gear and i always make these comments like brad hunt works for me uh, he kind of partnered up with me here at Gritty, and so he's at the house a couple days a week working, mm -hmm. and uh, he works from home. He he lives about he lives in Preston, Idaho, and I live in Logan, Utah. So we've got a bit of a stretch between us. Okay, you know? yeah, but uh, close enough that we're able to get together a few days a week, and then he gets to work from home, like me. Um, but it's every season, every 
I joke that Brian Lampers over the years has had the luxury of being far more prepared for hunts than myself because I'm a content creator. Mm. I got to maximize every window when I'm home to get films made, to get video out the door, to get, you know, yeah. Brian just has to show up, get himself on film and then right. go home. Yeah. Uh, but over the years, as I have a media company and he has a product company, mm. you know, cause he has stealthy nutrition, stealthy hunter. Yeah. Right. right. These, this company is expanding and, and growing and growing and growing. And now the man is stuffing boxes, getting orders, making sure he has all the supplies and oh, yeah. all the inventory. So every year he's starting to suffer like me <laughs> where, you know, his food prep isn't done a month ahead of time and his gear isn't packed a month ahead of time. He hasn't shot his rifle for weeks ahead of time, you know, uh, showing up kind of last minute like myself, but, um, I've got about a week to sort of finish getting my kit ready, food mm. dialed, and we have about a four to five week run where we're going to try to capitalize on as many uh, bear hunts as we can during this spring. So oh, that's, that's awesome. That's where we're at. That's our plan. Yeah. And uh, I feel like, feel like, yeah. uh, you know, I joke about it. I, I talk about not being prepared, but we do it so often and we're blessed to do it as often as mm. we do that, you know, our stuff's dialed, you know, right. The, right. the pack is pretty dialed. The gears ready to rock the, we, we've got the food is usually there's plenty of food in the bot in this in in stockpiled i could go probably go on a year without having to go shopping yeah um so <laughs> kind we're, of un we're unintentional actually, doomsday prepping <laughs> yeah i mean really we're big preppers as it is yeah, so right we, we have tons of that already but, <laughs> but yeah um we're ready we're, we're i got you know to, to, to squeeze out a few more things but I'm uh, I'm excited to get out. You know, people talk. You know, a lot of people say, "I wish I had your life. I wish mm. I wish I was doing what." You, and I yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that what we do is akin to like running a marathon. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a mental and physical exertion that I'm about to put forth for the next four to six weeks mm. that's intense sustained and over a long period of time physically emotionally like there's a lot that goes into it and i don't think most people actually want they think they want to do it they right. don't actually want, want yeah. to do it yeah um, uh, that's funny you mentioned preparedness i was talking to ryan on the phone this morning and in the background of the of the phone conversation i hear beeping beep Beep, beep. It was his uh it was his vacuum sealer, I think, that was going oh. on. He was he was yeah. getting his uh his freeze dryer going and making meals on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so but, well, uh, it, yeah. and you know that it's there's two sides to every story with everything. Yeah. And and the, the version you get when you're watching a YouTube video or listening to a podcast is not yeah. always the the full the full grit of it, I guess. Right. It's, you know, it's yeah. There's mm -hmm. Even for a show like ours, you know, there's so much that goes in behind the right. behind the scenes yeah. that people don't realize, and, and yeah. especially at, at the level that you're at, you're at, Brian. I mean, there's just I'm sure so many logistics and so many things to stay on top of, and it's <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a like lot. Anything though, like any business that's hopping, 
is mm. going to get that. And any person in the public eye that has a large audience that they built, yeah, yeah. you're just you're going to be in demand from yeah. from not only you know from just viewers mm. and uh, listeners, fans of your content, right. but also companies that yeah. are constantly calling, wanting to have meetings, checking on. You know, because they want a piece of what you have, what what you've built. They want a piece of it, and they want to profit from it. Mm. Yeah. And there's there's always that behind it as well, and there's just too many things for one guy to to juggle. And right, I, right, you know, right. my whole company is myself and Brad, and at mm. times it was my brother and myself. But there are a lot of spaces for a year or more where it's just me mm. solo, and so th things get dropped. All right, folks, I want to take a second to tell you about a product I found this last year and have absolutely fallen in love with. It's the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. I used one on a recent blacktail deer hunt in southeast Alaska, and it did a great job of keeping the salt water and debris out of the action and also protecting the scope on my rifle from getting knocked around and damaged. On top of all that, the carry handle made it easy to transport the rifle to and from the boat during the hunt. When it got wet from rain and ocean spray, I hung it up at camp to dry at night, and it was always dry in 20 minutes or less. Stealthy Hunter also offers a wide variety of nutritional supplements for the outdoorsman, such as CBD oils, essential vitamins, turmeric, and bone broth. In the gear shop, they also have a lightweight first aid kit, glassing pads, and stuff sacks to organize your gear and your pack. Go check out Stealthy Hunter's website and use the code THENORTHERNHUNTER at checkout to get a discount on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. Well, I think just to, I think just to kind of piggyback off of that, we were going to start off with just asking you about the beginning of Gritty and mm -hmm. uh, kind of how that originated and, and how you arrived at that. Kind of some backstory about yourself and what you did mm -hmm. prior to this and what kind of made you want to get into the hunting industry space and uh, how, how you got to where you're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 48. Uh, I started Gritty. I started Gritty technically in... February 2015. Okay. Mm. And uh, so right at the beginning of 2015. Okay. And, um, you know, I had a, I graduated from uh, BYU's uh, Marriott School of Business. I had, um, I had owned a construction company prior to that for six years or so. Mm. Uh, we owned a lot of property. I'd made money renting homes and, and subdividing lots and building houses. Did a lot of did the, did the whole construction, house flipping, a lot of that kind of stuff, while also going to college, university at the same time. Got my degree. I started working right away for Arthur Anderson, one of the big five accounting firms. So mm. I worked from them. Still had the construction company though, mm. and uh, ran that as well. We bought oversized lots in the Oregon area, Portland. We'd subdivide them and build homes on the back and sell them. My wife, uh, we were just hustlers. We just hustled. Yeah, and we. We during that time we we built a uh, a treehouse, um, on this acreage that my parents owned. Uh -huh. I was trying to figure out what I could do with all this excess building supplies that I had, and getting a permit <laughs> to build a home and all that. Or, but I saw 
the home and garden channel mm. and they had this 100 tree houses around the world and my wife has a degree in interior design she does autocad and drafting and all that okay we nice. watching this together and we were like dude we could totally do that <laughs> so <laughs> we uh we got to thinking and then i ran by the county i tried to get them to give me a permits to build the tree house we went around and around finally i got i got uh, a sort of a gray green light you know mm, yeah. like gray area <laughs> and uh I, we built this tree house and it was um it was about i think 500 square feet wow and it was in uh, <laughs> built in four trees there's a wow. 50 foot extension bridge that went from the bank is built on a slope so you could just walk straight across the <laughs> bank across this freestanding extension bridge that our engineer uh built out of uh out of uh it was i think it was aluminum mostly and then um we lived there like eight years. Uh, it allowed us not to have a house payment, <laughs> which was pretty sweet. It had double French to- doors and it had a like a nine foot deck outward by 25 feet long. Yeah. And it had cables Man. that suspended the front of the deck up to the to the trees above. Um, so you, so you and, were living uh, like the Swiss Family Robinson. Swiss Family kind of Robinson. Dream. Oh, yeah. Full <laughs> on <laughs> Swiss Dude, Family That's Robinson. awesome. <laughs> Uh, I'll show you guys a picture awesome. after the, 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 the podcast is over. Um, Suzanne is awesome. She's my wife. We got married in 1997. She was cool about the whole thing. She's game for all my crazy ideas. Um, mm. She's just like, sure, babe. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. So otherwise, I wouldn't have done half the stuff I've done in my life, probably, if I didn't yeah. have the wife that I have. Right. So grateful to her. She's uh, She's been awesome. I love her to death. So mm. anyway, you know, that was going well. And uh, then we had the housing crunch in 2008. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up selling off a lot of that that and lost a lot of money in uh, real estate. Yeah. Just lots of money. We had built, we had entire subdivisions. We had built stacks of row homes that we were in the middle of doing. Yeah. And uh, we lost, we pretty much lost it all. I think I, think uh, I probably, you know, I had a, I don't know how much money was invested, but we walked away after all those years of hard work and hustle. Yeah. We walked away with a little bit of cash that we could then just go buy a house because housing market crashed. So you, we lost money here, but we also bought a house that was way undervalued. Right. right. We still lost though in the end overall, but it was, you know, you learn. Yeah. Uh, it pissed yeah. me off because during that time when I was hustling, all my friends were just, Going to games, hanging out with mm. friends, doing that. I'm like, nope, got to grind, got to grind, got to grind, got to build this wealth, this future. You know, this yeah. entrepreneur type thing has always been in my in my uh, blood. So, um, then I just kind of got t- I burned out. You know, losing all that money. Um, I just went back to work mm. doing the uh, corporate gig full time had a great accounting and finance. I became the IT change manager at uh, a big fortune 500 firm. And um, yeah, I was there like another eight years or so. Mm, okay. And during that window, I, I, uh, I got bored, you know, I was, yeah. I went to the gym a lot. I went hunting. I went to the beach. Uh, I played, I worked from home three days a week. Really. Yeah. I only put in a couple of days at work a week. Yeah. You know, coasted mm-hmm. with a big fat income. And that was great. And what happened is my wife uh, got cancer oh. in 2014. 
And now I had filmed my hunts for years uh, mm-hmm. just for fun. I'd always been carrying a camera. I'd always document those adventures. And then when I came home, I'd write a little book and mm-hmm. put photos in it. I'd take photos of the hunts. I'd write stories. My buddies and I. And then we'd watch the film after the hunts were over. And then uh, I'd, I had books. I have volume one, two, three, four of these books that I would write. Yeah. You could Back in the day, you could write them and then get them published through like blurb or something like that so it always kind of been my thing to document these adventures and in the midst of all this i was still going hunting any chance i could get duck Mm. hunting coyote whatever it was deer elk i mean i was just trying to get out in the outdoors as often as i could Mm. and then when suzanne got cancer just prior to that about eight months or a year before that i had Sold everything I owned to get out of debt. I'd done the Dave Ramsey get out of debt plan. Yeah, um, I'm in the middle no of that. Debt. <laughs> I had savings, three to six months worth of savings. Mm. Um, I had 401k, other investments. Things were good. We owned everything. I No one owned me. Yep. And it gave me a lot of freedom. She got sick. I had been filming hunts. I went to a full draw film school Okay. at the time nice. with uh, Cody Kellum from Born and Raised Outdoors, South Cox. Yeah, was there from Stalker yeah. Stick Bows. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jason Phelps was there. Christy Titus was there. There was a crew. We, uh, I, I was making movies on the side. I was watching tons of YouTube videos and sort of winging it. Yeah, but I wanted to see what what other people. I signed up for this weekend class, and uh, man, it changed my life. I mean, the second mm-hmm. I saw that, and I, I kind of had a natural ability uh, to do it, and right. uh, it, it was pretty evident over the weekend it really gave me a lot of confidence mm. um a few months later probably six months later i made a film for the full draw film tour and then my wife got cancer and then we were going through that meanwhile the film was in the tour mm. and uh the film was killing it people were like best film in the tour and wow. uh, i think three or four years in a row born and raised had run one the best film of the year they were kind of the undisputed kings all of a sudden, you know, this movie that I had made my very first attempt, it was, it was everyone's favorite. Mm. And then I ended up at the end of the year, which was like a January of 2014, I won the tour, got a big check, you yeah. know, got validation. Mm-hmm. Right. wanted to know who I was, what I was doing, may, see me make way more movies. And um, Susanna just finished six months of chemo. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, which was a really that's a whole different story and uh kind of a at the time you know when you're when someone when when she was sick and i had three young girls at the time and i was kind of a single dad at the time because she would get her chemo and then she was so ill she couldn't right. get out of bed yeah that's she a heck was, of a crucible to go through yeah and so and then the kids were young so I did. I was, I was doing a lot mm. of stuff all at the same time, juggling stuff. And, um, I, uh, nothing, all of a sudden the job, the career, the savings, the future, all that stuff I was building for just didn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like it had zero, zero value to me. Like it was so eye opening to realize that all the hustle I had gone through over the years meant nothing to me if i could just be with my wife and kids and and spend more time together that's that's what i right. cared about yeah the adventures i had with my family 
and my buddies out hunting, those were the real treasures. Mm. And all the hours spent building houses and construction and doing the job and hustling yeah. just meant zero. I mean, it just, it just mm-hmm. all kind of came crashing down on me. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I, I hit this, this period of pretty, I didn't let my wife know or anyone know. I didn't let anybody know. Mm. You know, you're the father, you're the husband, you're supposed to be the person that, you know, um, shows no fear and brings everybody through. And, and so that's what I did, yeah. but inside, inside, um, I was bitter. I was mad. I was angry. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine. I didn't want, uh, I was, I was, I went through some, some dark periods there as she would go through personally just inside and as i was dealing with that and going through it seeing her it's not knowing if she would make it or not Mm. and she was only 35 it just felt unfair you know she's young Mm. and so um at that point i decided um you know i kind of got through it i i realized uh, at the end of the day that I would never go back and change anything, mm. you know, yeah. like, oh, you could marry someone else and then you wouldn't, let's say, and you live with them the rest of your life. It's like, no, I would have gladly taken this window I had. Yeah. There's Absolutely. no, <laughs> there's no other option, no other, you know. Right. So for me, I said, well, then quit bitching about it. Yeah. You know, this is, if I could go back i wouldn't change it right yeah and uh there was an acceptance i came across too to say okay god i guess we'll do everything your way Mm. and i won't change my faith in the end of the day right i'll still believe i'll still you know i'm still gonna go the the only way i know how Mm -hmm. and the way it feels in my heart so Quit being a baby, Brian. <laughs> Man up, grow up, get past it. Like deal with no. it. It's what it is. Accept it and roll with what you can change. But 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 you know, change what you can change. But roll with what you can't. Right. And, uh, be grateful because I've had a blessed life. Mm, yeah. So at that point, um, I um, was in a good place mentally, you know, and mm-hmm. and as uh as it looked like she was going to pull through and the prognosis got better and better the the chemo uh she responded really well to the chemo good um so i started to uh i started to look forward and i started to say you know what i'm doing with life um i honestly without the uh cancer experience i don't know if i would have done anything different because mm-hmm. I had a good life, yeah. a really good life. You know how they say, um, if you're an entrepreneur type, you know, like contentment is the enemy of of greatness, right? Right, like, exactly. I liked my job. Yeah, I got I got paid well. I was flexible. I, I was in a, you know, I had a maid. Mm-hmm. There, I could just go nine to five, hunt weekends, hunt hunt, you know, vacation, a five weeks paid vacation a year, you know. I could yeah. 
I could make it swing like everybody else. Like there's no need to, to change anything. And I felt no pressure to get out of the job. I love my job. Mm -hmm. I had no, no, uh, uh, I was, I was succeeding at the top of my peer level in, in the other job I had. So, yeah. but after going through the cancer, I, my, my priorities had switched and I wanted to do things that were much more meaningful in life right. and the, and the, the financial and the business success started to mean very little yeah. to me. And I remember uh, we were driving home one day from chemotherapy. It was toward the end. We were driving down the road and when we got married, my wife had said she, she loves Jeeps, you know, mm -hmm. she'd always wanted her own Jeep. <laughs> and we said, someday we'll get a Jeep. We'll get a Jeep. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we were driving down the road and we're, she, we pull up to this thing and she's a sweetheart and uh, she goes, Oh, look at that Jeep. And it was like this cherry red Jeep mm. Rubicon on the road there. And she's like, look at that Jeep. And I'm like, where? She's like, right over there. See it, see it, you see it. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, isn't that cool? I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah. How would you feel if um, I died and you never bought me that Jeep you promised? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. You just went through cancer. Um, we're going to go get that Jeep tomorrow. And then I already right. bought her a Jeep uh, immediately. And um, she had a brand new Jeep. Uh, and I, I realized real quick, like, all the hustling and all the saving and all that kind of stuff yeah. was in some ways stopping me from actually living now. Right. Doing things now. For, for the future and i think delayed gratification is essential to a successful life yes but there's a balance to be had mm. uh between that and in living now as well it, like trying to master yeah. the art of being content with what you have now mm -hmm. and, and soaking it in you know so yeah. at that point i yeah. i uh my film had done well mm. and um i i told her you know i want to do a podcast. I've been talking about doing a podcast for years. Right. Because in the hunting space, there was really just the only one I listened to was Jay Scott Outdoors, and he was kind of the only one. Yeah. So I think Meat Eater might have started like two or three weeks prior to my start. So mm. by the time Meat Eater had come on, um, I had already decided long ahead of time that I was going to do this for maybe six months. I just wanted Suzanne to get healthy. Mm. And I had an instinct that I could pull it off. Like I kind of had an idea of in my mind, how I would do the whole thing. Like it was already coming out in my head. Mm -hmm. So as soon as uh, the film tour, I won the film tour and they gave me a, a, a big check and I had a little momentum from that. So uh, I guess uh, I decided to start the podcast then. Mm. And Suzanne was, um, she's like, go for it. Yeah. And it was a hobby. It was really a hobby. I, I, at that point, I still had no intention of leaving my job, but I wanted to do, I wanted to be better at filmmaking. I wanted mm. to be better at photography. I, I wanted to still have a hobby on the side that I felt was meaningful. Cause yeah. I got to tell you guys before that, every spare moment was a little bit of vanity. You know, I was going to the gym. I was working mm. out. I was playing basketball in the city league. I was just indulging in fun, going snow skiing, wakeboarding i was just right. doing stuff mm -hmm. but it all started to feel pretty empty so i was like well all that spare time i have that i just play mm. i'm gonna go ahead and actually do 
like I'm going to make myself better at something. And right. I chose filming podcast. So I started teaching myself. I took online classes. I watched YouTube. I went to Linda by Linda.com or whatever and downloaded. I bought mm. filmmaking courses, thousand yeah. dollars here, 500 there. <laughs> and, um, just started playing around with it. And so I did the podcast for about six months and it, it, it actually just started to, it took off immediately, mm. like immediately. And, um, there's theories and ideas for, for why. Um, but it was almost like, it was almost just like, I can't help but look back on my life and mm. the trajectory and the path it's been on and not feel like there's been the hand of Providence pushing me in directions and a perfect right. storm of events causing me to be where I am today. Like, right. you know, there, I was like first to market in the mm -hmm. hunting space right. with a podcast right with all these other things all coalescing at the same time to cause me to be there it's almost like yes i was driving it but i was also it seems dr being driven at the same time yeah so at the end uh, of six months i started having companies come to me and say hey we want to pay you to for you to use our gear yeah and uh at first i said no i said no to a lot of companies because I didn't want to be owned by anyone. Yeah, right. That's also something that's like deep in, intrinsically in my nature. Mm -hmm. I'm horrible at being someone's employee. I am terrible. Like <laughs> I am my own boss and that's it. Yeah. Even when I worked for other companies, um, you know, I negotiated terms where you gave me deliverables mm -hmm. and then I delivered and you left me alone. Yep. And if you bothered me, I quit and I went. To <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like I totally you set the terms that. and I'll deliver. Like I'm just yep. not good at, um, I'm just not good at structure. I'm not good at, uh, at, uh, be my, being micromanaged. Yeah. The micromanaging rather be is a poor. huge one. I'd rather be poor and free. Yeah. I just mm -hmm. don't give a damn about the money. I don't give that much concern to safety either. Like, yeah. Freedom is number one for me. Like it just, it's just deep in my nature. And so I'm not, this is hard for my wife because I, I think women in general, I'm going to generalize here a little bit, but uh -oh. there's a little bit of <laughs> security that they like to have. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Some of us guys just want adventure and exploration. Mm -hmm. yeah. Be like, you know, safety be damned. Let's go. Yeah. And, um, right. <laughs> and so, you know, having children and a family definitely makes me pause mm -hmm. where my younger self probably should have died uh, <laughs> at different turns. But, uh, but you know, so for me, the podcast took off and then within about uh, another six or seven months beyond that, it was even bigger than it was before. Mm -hmm. And I went from, you know, 500, 300 downloads to 500 downloads per show to 50,000 downloads per show wow. to 80,000 downloads on some shows. Yeah. And it, uh, at one point we had it, like we did this podcast with Ryan and Hillary that was called, it was called, uh, what was it? It was sex, which, you know, that was a great, topic, <laughs> great topic, but it was, it was like sex, it was sex, testosterone and gut health. That was it. <laughs> 
they got like 120,000 downloads. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and I was like, man, I should just do the whole show about sex. You know? <laughs> and, but uh, it, 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 the show was just, yeah. yeah, it was just taken off. And so yeah. at that point, I, I, uh, I had a few companies come to me, including uh, one of the main companies was Mountain Ops. Mm. And they said, what do we, what do you need to make so you can quit your job? Like totally. Yeah. Well, because I was completely out of debt and I had three to six months worth of savings. Um, when you only have expenses in your life and you no longer have debt, yeah. you know, sometimes you need five, eight, six thousand, whatever it is to pay for the toy hauler, the truck, the trailer, right. the house, mm-hmm. the, your standard of living that you've built up. Yeah. But because we didn't have anything, yeah. we owned everything that we had. It gave me the ultimate freedom to just i i didn't need much yeah i needed a little bit i didn't actually need that much and they said well if you'll quit and go full time with the podcast we'll sponsor this much of the show and then they helped me talk to other people in the industry to get a group of people together to make that dollar amount i needed to do it full time and so i networked with them and other people had by then you know, I had a couple hundred episodes with people in this space mm. that were well connected and worked for different companies. And so once I just called up and said, Hey, do you have a vision for what I'm doing? You want to work with me? And I was able to pull a coalition of partners together pretty quickly that would uh, enable me to do it full time. Yeah. I asked Suzanne, you want to do it? I mean, you cool. She's like, hell yeah. Go yeah. Like I'm all, I'm all in. This is what you want to do. Do it. Mm-hmm. what's the worst that could happen you fail mm-hmm. and you go back to this other job like the job right. wasn't i go get that job any day of the week right so yeah. so i uh decided to to do it and i quit went full time and yeah. um and then through the years with the podcast you guys are on the journey right now right. with more than 100 podcasts there were times where where i had hit sort of a pinnacle of of recognition and mm. appreciation mm. and then there are times you know, as famous fickle you know yeah. you yeah you then become the hated person or the person right. who right. is uh yeah. disliked or whatever mm-hmm. and uh maybe your your creativity hits a wall and and you you run out of topics or whatever you're depressed and so you're not coming out with the sort yeah. of value that you had early and so you you have these things that come up and then you kind of plateau and maybe you even fall yeah fall far Mm. and you you either quit or or you keep inventing and being creative and trying to you just keep throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks what works what (laughs) doesn't work right and uh, you know my brand is gritty i i don't feel like i've ever been what i do is i just don't quit that's kind of my brand i just keep (laughs) keep trying yeah i just try to outwork out figure out stuff Mm -hmm. and i don't think i'm the most uh gifted with cameras and you know i'm not uh, i see other guys that are true like maestros Mm. but i i work hard and i don't quit and that's to me at the end of the day that's enough. I mean, honestly, I've said this to many people I've mentored along the way. Mm. You don't have to be 
the most charismatic individual. You yeah. really don't. You don't have to be this best with a camera. You don't have to be the best editor. You don't have, you have to be consistent, right. never quit and mm-hmm. keep trying. Yeah. And that will take you through exponential levels of, of success mm. just on that alone. You know how rare those traits are right. across the board. And I think it translates into hunting so well, because you, you guys know this, you're going to go out and you're going to find a monster sheep. There is no, <laughs> you can't cheat your way to it. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't really, well, there's poaching, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like within can't, the bounds of the law, you, you can't get yeah. that one sealed though. Ethically, you can't, you can't, uh, like calling in a bull elk and killing a big bull elk with your bow yeah. five years in a row. There is no way to do that. Mm-hmm. Unless like nature is the boss you have to win you have to like right you have to have the grit to do it you have to have the skill you have to come put all the pieces together to make it happen and there's there's no i mean it's one of those endeavors that truly teaches humility because one time you can just be on top of it and then then you can Mm -hmm. just fail after fail after fail Mm -hmm. yeah and try to dig yourself out and so to me it's it's just a perfect analogy to life because that elk that deer, that sheep, that bear, it is not going to give up its life willingly. It's yeah. not just going to be like, it's constantly in a, in a wits battle against you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it, there's just no gimmies there. Generally you're, you're yeah. going to have to like put in the days and the hours and the struggle and the, and all of that to make it happen. And right. it's the same in life, you know, in, in some sort of way. And so I mm-hmm. feel like, I see I have peers that I've come up with that are millionaires now. Yeah. And I'm just little old Brian with a little old gritty and I'm like slowly <laughs> trudging away, but I don't have those gifts. I'd rather yeah. be out hunting than, you know, building a empire of wealth. And yeah. so it's funny. I don't, but I don't care about that. Right. I'm, I, what I like is that freedom to do what I do in my, my mm-hmm. space. So, that's kind of how the podcast came to be. And one of the things about the film was I just had to keep being creative because the podcast hit a plateau mm. and I felt like to really showcase all the parts of what gritty is, I needed to be able to, to film, to make mm-hmm. film, to go. Mm-hmm. So the p- film for me and the podcast are hand in hand. And my primary love was the film. Yeah. The podcast was yeah. kind of just a staple, mm-hmm. um, a vehicle, but the, the real passion was always making movies. All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, Go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. 
You, you know, it's, it's, you, you've said a lot of really, really great, great things in, in that. And several of them are so true, but unrealized by most men. You know, and it's it's funny how universal some of those things are. Where like what you were talking about with the not quitting thing. Uh, I remember in the early early days, and before I even explained to these guys that we were changing the company because <laughs> originally we were actually working on a different different business venture together. But yeah. and and I was explaining to my wife my my kind of vision and the, the direction I was going to shift things, and if she was okay with it, and if what we were going to be doing. And she kind of said the same thing. She asked me, you know, are, are you sure you can do it? Are you sure, are you sure you can pull this off? And I, I kind of said a very similar thing to her. I looked her in the eye and I was like, yep, because me and these t- two other guys are too dumb to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it might not work the first time, but we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna give up and we're not gonna quit. And the thing with, with the value of, of life and, and immediate, you know, it, enjoying the experiences as you have them and enjoying the time with your family as you, like you were talking about with with your you guys as a um experience with cancer and everything and, and the way that affected the family so many men these days grind and grind and hustle with that extreme long-term view and i i truly believe it it's well meant i truly believe there's no it's not an ego-based thing, but I think mm-hmm. so. it's so lost in a lot of, of people these days to just enjoy the now, to, to enjoy the time you have with your family, to enjoy the adventures of a hunt. And, and I love that, that you, t- you took that motivation and that, that enlightenment and, and turned it into what you've, what you've done, you know, and you've done a really phenomenal it's, job. When, when you think about that, I think the trick to living in the now Mm. the 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 key there because james you just kind of touched on that contentment you know living for the future delaying gratification there Mm. there's a lot of wisdom in that that's smart we all need to do that that's i'm sacrificing you know things my mom always told me never sacrifice what you want most Mm -hmm. for what you want now Mm. so yeah when i was dating you know she's like hey you know what do you want most and i was like a loving relationship what's my goal with dating i i I want what i want most is a woman that i cherish that cherishes me that we raise a family together like what i want most is a best friend yeah what i want most is an exceptional woman Mm -hmm. what do i need to do to have the, the most exceptional woman perhaps you know saving myself for that one woman Mm -hmm. then that meant giving up what i want now which is you know i like sex uh (laughs) giving up that with multiple women maybe i give that up now for what i want most later yeah right right yeah right and as a 16 year old kid that wasn't half bad looking that was that was uh it was a struggle right it was a challenge it was a decision though that i made yeah and throughout the rest of my life I'm sacrificing what I want in the now mm-hmm. for something I want later right. that I want to be more. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you balance that? How do you juxtapose that drive yeah. with being happy today, mm-hmm. being content today? 
because they're they're two things that go against each other. They just are. being okay with how life is da, 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 yeah, da, today yeah, and just rolling right, with it yeah. is against the whole. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over the world and I want to achieve all these things and I'm gonna sacrifice everything now for the later. They're they they are yeah two sides of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, this is how I think, and I think Suzanne's cancer really brought this home for me. I practice thankfulness. I practice gratitude, like yeah. actively every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, I I inventory the way things are, and I and I go through it, and I say, I'm grateful for the woman I married. I'm grateful yeah. for the three kids I have. Yeah. I'm grateful for my health. Mm. I'm, I'm grateful for the life I've led thus far. I'm yeah. grateful for the country I was born in. Yeah. I'm grateful for. The list is goes on and on. I had fabulous parents. Like, yeah, there. I am not entitled to not feel thankful. Like I'm just not. <laughs> right. I'm too. Yeah. I have too too much that no. I've been granted. So what I feel is extreme levels of thankfulness, and then a heavy sense of duty to responsibility to make that count mm. to to do stuff with it that's meaningful. You're right, and so that's that's it's also how i try to manage ego mm-hmm. uh, that when you have people who who look up to you as you grow and, and you've made a difference in people's lives they tend to put you on a pedestal because you've changed their life you're mm-hmm. you're a meaningful individual to them you've inspired them you've taught them something you've empowered them yeah. so those people how do you combat like the natural tendency of a human being to to become selfish mm. to become cocky indulgent think themselves better than other people right like to me it's gratitude that's yeah. the key mm. that's that to say yeah where gratitude is is humility mm. thankfulness and where that is you can't have pride and ego at the same time so to me it's like right. it's a process of practicing gratitude every day and that makes me content mm-hmm. for where if i weren't to if i were not to get anything else the rest of my life if I were not to grow at all, if I, if things were to just unravel now, if I got sick and died tomorrow, yeah, I'm content to a degree because, man, it's been a wild ride, and I'm thankful for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sitting here going through the inventory of all the things that didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not going through right. the inventory of all the things that I don't have that so and so has. Mm-hmm. I don't sit here and go. Well, Ryan Lampers has that long hair, you know. Ryan Lampers sure does kill way more animals than me, and that Ryan Lampers sure, you know, does this and this. I don't, I don't do that, right? And you could pick anybody. Yeah, I could sit here and stoke. I could sit here and stoke the 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 fires of jealousy with that handsome man all across the board. But at the same time, he could do the same thing in my in regards to me with with my life and the direction I've gone. Right. The, The key is is that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. I don't compare myself to others other than as a benchmark for competition. Right. But I measure myself against myself. Right. And I am grateful for what I am and who I am. And I don't dwell on this inventory of things I didn't get. Mm-hmm. I don't go through this, this grievances, uh, you know, process. It's, it's just irrelevant to me. It doesn't matter. It's pointless. Yeah. It's a waste of time. I focus on, all the great things it's the glasses half full yeah and every time i do that i just don't feel sorry for myself yeah and yeah. it is something i've cultivated since since i was a kid 
Yeah. And sometimes you get a little, you're not at your best, but I look at other people who suffer from depression and I swear to you, they are, they are stuck in those, those circles of thinking about all the things that they didn't get. And right. Right. Instead of all the things they did one time we had a friend that did not have the best. She had a terrible parents. Mm. She had, um, you know, drug addicted parents. She had a, a tough life. She had a tough go and uh, she came to live with us and she was probably 15 somewhere in there mm. and my mom uh my mom is an incredible woman she had me when she was like 16 17 she was uh you know she was a 16 pregnant 16 year old mm-hmm. and uh she um she uh she has eight kids and uh she is a tough woman mm-hmm. she she's sitting there and she's um uh, you know she has this sort of adopted kid that comes into the into the family mm-hmm. and this kid was pretty rebellious and she's telling my mom, you know, remember they're having this fight and she's like, well, I have parents who didn't love me and I have, and I had this and I had that. And, and this Mm -hmm. happened to me and this was my, my dad hit me and you know, she's going through this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there listening to this fight and I was like, man, you know, I can't blame her yeah for being the way she is i mean in some ways i'm like my 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 feelings were very much uh i get it now i guess you could misbehave you know mm. that's kind of what's <laughs> in my head you know i get it and my mom's sitting there and she's listening to her and she's listening to her and they're going she's going off and my mom goes yeah so what mm-hmm. and i it, it like it like was a punch in my face i'm i'm like and she's like so what yeah. so what People have had it worse than that, and they still didn't act like a shit. Yeah, and it was like, whoa, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and after that, it was it just she just said, "You can decide who you want to be. Do you want to be repeat all that stuff, or do you want to stop using those as excuses and actually make something out of yourself?" Right. What, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it wasn't fair. Life ain't fair. Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome to life. Mm-hmm. From now on. This is what you can do if you want to be a, a, a happy person. This, 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 this. Yeah. And stop, stop, stop sitting here thinking about all the things you didn't have. And instead, how about you be a little grateful for what you got? Yeah. Look at where you're at. Look at this. Look at that. Yeah. You're very yeah. pretty. You have this. You have that. You could have been this. You could be here. You could have been there. Yeah. And yeah. read a history book. I mean, right. you, yeah. you, you, yeah. can, you can uh, get a lot of gratitude real quick. Yeah. So that was, I watched that. I don't know. I was maybe 12 13 myself and mm. my mom and dad my mom especially she just never let us be not grateful right never let us ever you know yeah we didn't have as much as others so mm-hmm. what then we had a lot of other things that we did have and so to me back to what you're saying james that is how i balance delayed gratification striving for the future yeah trying to kick it like i want to win i'm competitive Mm -hmm. i want to win but i'm okay with the long long game right in the meantime i'm still going to be happy and enjoy today for for what all the things that i have yeah and and you got to especially focus on that especially in today's day and age of consumerism and and everybody wants the newest truck everybody wants the newest gear everybody wants the, the shiny thing, like like what you were talking about, comparing yourself. 
And it's it's well, sad it, you, just how prevalent that is in, in all industries. Yeah. You know, well, it, if you if you're a student of history and philosophy, you know, Marxism is simply um it's 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 the grievance classes mm -hmm. and it's it teaches you the oppressed and the oppressor and you're yeah. either one or the other it's this mm -hmm. binary which it really makes no sense at all for anyone with any nuanced intellect at all intellect at all <laughs> so this grievance idea of uh the oppressed and the oppressor and all mm -hmm. they've done with woke culture is is uh rebrand marxism yeah. so instead of instead of you being maybe you know, a victim class in terms of uh, finance and, and stuff, the the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie, the the working class versus the elite. Right. Instead, mm. they they try to say, you know, the, the the you have well, your race is why you're this victim yeah. class, yeah. and or your your sexuality, your gender is why mm. you're in this victim. And then they teach kids, mm. yeah, and in popular culture, yeah, to then be identify yourself as a, a group. Not as right. James, yeah. not as Dalton, not yeah. as Mo. You're a group. Mm -hmm. And with that group comes certain it's privileges. Like, it's like there's a ranking. You're white a and ranking you're a male. System. Right. You're the yeah. oppressor. Da, 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 da. And so to make up for that, you got to do these things. And then yep. if you're in the other group, everything's against you. You'll mm -hmm. never win. You're a victim. And you're teaching kids this grievance Olympics. To, to to sit there and say, well, this isn't fair, this isn't fair, this isn't fair, this isn't fair. Yeah. And the reason I suck is because none of these things are fair. You're teaching people to be completely malcontent with their mm. lives. You're teaching them to indulge in pride and ego and narcissism. Yeah. You know, if you can sit there and say to yourself, you know, I'm in this position today because not because of me, yeah. but because of the system, because mm -hmm. of class, because mm. of you name it yeah you can yeah. say yeah i'm here today because because i got i'm i'm shafted yeah and then you can sit there and say and that's just your pride because you're going mm -hmm. yeah i could have i could have been as good as that guy mm -hmm. if i was white yeah. or if i was this <laughs> or if i was if i had long hair like ryan lampers i could be as good as, <laughs> as him like you know you can just go through it right and just figure it out like that's that, that's I why think, I grew mine out was you know yeah I figured yeah. it was a sign of success I, yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah like till Delilah comes along and then you're screwed <laughs> nice but I, I, well I, done well done thank you I I really feel like I really do feel like this modern woke woke uh, Olympics that we're in yeah that's all that is it's wokeness is just Marxism rebranded it's it's identity. And, and grievance and unfortunately that is not empowering no it's that not, is not it's, it, yeah. it's the polar opposite actually yeah yeah and, and you know yeah. it's it's amazing how it takes something as severe as like a near-death experience or uh, a, a super awakening moment like that um i didn't have anything nearly as emotional going for me as what you had to go through but the uh you know, what kind of turned my eyes into that was I had a situation where I got stuck in a snowstorm way out in the middle of nowhere. I was dead to rights and, and I knew it too. <laughs> and I, I mean, the, the storm was so bad that it was like getting sandblasted in the face with snow and, and, and there was just no way I was getting out of there on my own. And luckily I have some really good friends that live out in one of the villages and they came and got me. But up until that point, up until that point when I saw 
saw the headlights they're uh, coming through just you could just mm-hmm. see it through the snow i mean as it was flying mm-hmm. past i had to literally lay back and, and think man i've had a good run and, and actually think and I, I literally thought i was i was going to go to sleep for the last time that night and, and it's it changed my perspective a hundred percent to what you were talking about with being grateful mm-hmm. for what you have in the moment up until then i'd been so obsessed with oh the next the next new gun, the next new truck, the next new this, the next new that. And it's just, man, I've had a good run. I, I have had a, a lot of fun. I've known some really great people. And, and that changes your perspective and how the, the culture today, like what you had just descri- described with rebranding Marxism and how that's affecting people. And I, I'm going to pull this back into the hunting world. That can really make or break your experience as a hunter. Because when you translate that mentality into your hunt Mm -hmm. you become very obsessed with the result of that hunt and not the hunt itself when you come away from a moose hunt and you didn't get a bull it's really easy to point it at well if i had that new can-am 1000 wheeler i could have gotten farther out out on the trail if i had that new long range gun i could have shot that one i couldn't get closer to if i had the lighter weight gear i could have i could have hiked farther and all that might be true but you lose sight of enjoying the fact that you just spent a week out in the woods and you got to see things how cool is it james though to approach that going man i don't have that but maybe i can pull this off anyway right right Mm -hmm. like if that's your mindset yeah right then the the world is your oyster it is everything can open up and, and you can do you can do so much more. We talked about this when you were on my podcast, put you on the spot a little bit saying, <laughs> you know, in Alaska, I've, I've just been up there quite a few and I've hung out with a lot of Alaskans and there tends to be this, this bitterness toward, let's say the successful YouTubing Utah hunter, mm, right? Like there's yeah. this <laughs> sort of, this sort of like, um, you know, that guy can't hold a candle next to me, mm. but yet, you know, half a million people follow him and, mm. and want to know what he has to say. And so there's this sort of this, this meanness that's, mm-hmm. that spawns from it. Mm-hmm. And I feel again, it's, it's ego, it's pride, yeah, it's right. lack of gratitude for who you are and your own. Why not be happy for that guy? Yeah. Why not yep. be for happy for his his success and how many people appreciate him and what he's been able to do and how much he reaches and all right. that? How about you stay in your own lane and worry about you and just, mm-hmm. just focus on your own success and and how you can grow. Right. Instead, they literally spend their days thinking mm-hmm. about how stupid that guy is and yeah. how right. lame it is that the world supports him and that people find him valuable. How stupid mm. the, every the whole thing is just. Uh, uh, a big racket and and in the back of their mind they're saying yeah i could do it too if mm. and it's just a cop-out right it's just right it's just a cop-out yeah. and yeah unfortunately we all that's the only one stopping you from being successful is the guy that stares back at you in the mirror yeah nobody yeah. wants to confront that guy mm-hmm. it's easier just to wrap yourself up in the blanket of pride yeah and say nothing's my fault mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. uh why does all this so bad keep happening to me why does it, it it's yeah. the it's the uh the what do they call that i'm totally blanking for words but it's, it's taking responsibility 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather and than look, saying, hunting, why does this happen to me? Why is this happening to me? Why don't I have this? It's, I'm going right. to go get it. The problem with it too is like if you take hunting as the, the example, mm-hmm. hunting is merit-based, right? <clears throat> oh, yeah. So when a guy goes out and he does it with a recurve and you see him do it and you're hunting with a compound, you can't, you can't blame the compound anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't say, well, I couldn't do, I can't do it because, um, you know, I don't have the best compound. Mm. This guy did it with a recurve. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and so it, I mean, to me, hunting is merit based and you can either accept the fact that you're not very good at it mm-hmm. and that's why you didn't kill anything. <laughs> right. right. And right? use that as motivation and, and to get better. And then you can progress. Right. Then yeah. you can get better. Yeah. But if you if you sit back and say I didn't succeed because external forces forced me to be to fail. Right. How can you uh, ever self improve? It's yep. like, and unfortunately, massive levels of our culture are steeped in this victim uh, blame mm-hmm. culture, and it's really, really, it's really toxic. I don't know. You know, if you read about, you know, World War II and you kind of read the history of the Soviet Union, the rise of it, mm-hmm. culturally, these are the same ideas, the the wokeness and, and the same far, far left ideology that sort of brought that, that, that dark period on humanity mm, yeah. to, to, to fruition. And so we're things repeat themselves yeah we're kind of our nation our society is flirting with this as i think they drift away from you know um from what made us americans in the first place i I would almost say it falls back to like what you were saying with your mentality where you you don't like being owned you don't like being being told what to do yeah. you are going to be free at any cost it doesn't matter you'd rather be poor and free than rich and a slave yeah. and and Absolutely. that that mm-hmm. is the american attitude that is what yeah, created this nation it was is the that, american attitude well yeah. is because in most in many of us it is still I strong do. and true. it will I come do. back I, so, I actually do believe that um the bulk of the nation doesn't mm. believe these things uh, uh, yeah. isn't in this this place it's unfortunately the levers of power yes mm-hmm. are yes. steeped in it um yeah. you know people say marxism doesn't work and, and socialism doesn't work communism doesn't work mm-hmm. actually it works really well it works really well yeah. it's uh <laughs> it, it's it's actually a lie yeah that it, their effort their goal is to to uh make everybody's lives better and then um, you get enough people to believe the lie so that you can then transfer the wealth to just a few controlling yep. entities. Yeah. You know, uh, we, I work company I work for, I mean, there's maybe, I can't remember right now. Let's say there's 10 employees in the company that I work for specifically. I work in a building. My, my boss owns the whole building and there's a few other business with other employees, but um, we're, we're a manufacturing company and it's all hard work. It's not, nothing's, it, it, it's a little bit of assembly line in the manufacturing, but there's nothing really where you just get to stand there and not do much all day. There's, you've got, it, it's physical. Mm-hmm. And in the wintertime, uh, we pull a lot of the guys out of the shop in the warehouse and pull them in and like maintenance on the building, which is what I do is just the building maintenance. But we've gone through since I've worked here, I've worked here about two years. We've gone through at least a dozen mm. kids mm. 
anywhere mm-hmm. from 18 to 25 who and the reason they're not working here for them almost for entirely is not because they not because we didn't give them a chance okay we had kids we had one guy i tried to get to work here and he worked with us for a few weeks was not very hard worker but i was working with him trying to get him to that point because i believed he yeah. could you know and then yeah. we discovered mm-hmm. he was doing you know he was clocking way too many hours and knew he was doing it so uh, you know he got fired but other than that almost everybody else was just making excuses yeah yeah. Oh, well, I've got ADHD, so I can't to do. I I can't roll pa- a paintbrush right, you know, or a paint roller right, because I've got ADHD. I can't pay attention and think to do that, you know. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly what you're saying. And, and to bring it back to hunting, um, a lot of guys go out and bear baiting is kind of the biggest thing, especially in the spring in in Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a lot of guys that say, "Oh, I tried bear baiting, and it just I didn't have any success." Well, they go put a bear bait out. When all you know, they wait till all the snow's gone, or sometimes you know, depending on the area, that might be what you need to do. But they go put a bait out and it's there for a week or two. Oh, I didn't get any bears, and they pull it. Mm. They don't yeah. take the time, they don't put the work in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of it just comes back to putting in the work. I said, almost every kid we've had work here who's been wanted to work, doesn't matter how hard of a worker they are when they start. If you are just consistent, show up to work mm-hmm. on time, and are honest, we'll make you. A good worker. Totally. Like yeah. I said before, it's the grit, right? right? It's like, well, okay, the bait didn't work this time. What if I try it this way? What right. if I try it oh, here? Yeah. What if I go, go try this? And I, and you just keep banging your head against the wall sometimes yeah. Yeah. until and throwing up to see what sticks. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I got this bait thing figured out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you're winning. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, a lot of people, uh, they give up too soon. They quit too eat. Like, I think honestly, some of the stuff you see today, it's like, Life is so easy. Yeah. Right. We almost right. have to we almost have to invent oppression so we have a yeah because you know, yeah. Cre- creating excuse, conflict. And they yeah. want an excuse for themselves for mm-hmm. not winning at life. Yeah. And yet there's a shortage of uh justifications out there given mm. we're the wealthiest that human beings have been in history and we have every <laughs> opportunity you can imagine. Right. So it's like hmm. right. so they're searching for like anything and they even fake and do hoaxes to mm, invent yeah. the oppression right. that's not yeah. such a shortage we got to make it up yeah it's ridiculous Ooh. i i hope we uh i think the key is we're homeschooling our kids yes i think the key is youth they need to be out of public schools it's just an indoctrination camp and they need to get off of the smartphones and and disconnected from the internet. It's not natural. It's not good for a growing thing. Mm. You do those two things with your kids. You have the guts to pull that off. You have the guts to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most likely, you're going to raise the kind of people that have the 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 knowledge of who they are and what they're about in a way right. that their peers don't. Their mm-hmm. peers are getting. I feel so much sympathy for these kids out there today because they're being molded and groomed and they don't even know it into this, this, I can't succeed mentality. And, uh, yeah. but I think it starts at home, it starts at home with parents that are actively engaged, starts at home with faith and, and hard work Yeah, and, uh, the, and get, getting rid of going back to old ways, traditions, you know, mm-hmm. milking the cows, mowing the lawns, chores. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, to that, to that point, whenever I find myself accidentally slipping 
you know, whenever yeah. I find myself accidentally thinking that way of like, man, if I just had this, this would be so much easier. Man, if I, if I could just do this or, or get this new wheeler or whatever, whenever those thoughts start to kind of slip into my mind, I think back to one of my, Dalton and I talk about this book all the time, but uh, Alaska's Wolfman is a story about a man that came up here named Frank Glasser. And the man was an absolute monster. The yeah. dude came up with nothing but a duffel bag on his back, and he made one heck of a life for himself up yeah. here. And mm. whenever I start thinking about that, I mean, this guy literally, yeah. he came up to Valdez and walked mm -hmm. to Fairbanks. <laughs> it's inspiring, right? <laughs> and it's like, like, it goes, it's okay. like yep. if people back then, and this is in the early 1900s, it's not even that long ago. Yeah. If people back then could do it with what they had then, I can yeah. do it with my flannel and muck boots. <laughs> you know, I can yeah. do it. Yeah. Like, it. It doesn't take anything more than that. And we preach that on our show all the time yeah. is, is don't let, don't let anything stop you. Don't yeah. let, yeah, I agree. Don't let the lack of you know, Kuyu gear and stone glacier gear stop you. Yeah. If you have a pack board and a dry bag, get after it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I love it. Hey guys, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you've likely heard Dalton and I go back and forth about bullet construction. Now I like rapid expanding bonded core bullets that leave massive wound channels. I've also stated I would never use a monolithic bullet. Well, I'm here to tell you about the company that finally changed my mind. Hammer Bullets produces what I would consider the most premium and best working monolithic bullets on the market today. These bullets are designed so that after penetrating the hide of an animal, the front half of the bullet explodes, shedding its petals and imparting massive damage to the vital areas while retaining the rear shank for maximum penetration, effectively closing the gap between lead core and monolithic construction. The guys at Hammer designed these bullets with 100% focus on how they perform once they reach their destination. But don't let that fool you. These bullets have amazing VCs and have specialized pressure groups built in for amazing inherent accuracy. They have a minimum velocity rating of 1800 feet per second, which allows for long range shots, but have no maximum velocity, making them perfect for every cartridge from your granddaddy's old 3030 to the high velocity rounds like the Weatherby 3378 without having to worry about your bullet failing. They've also recently partnered with Weatherby to provide factory ammunition for a multitude of cartridges. To view their expansive selection and find the perfect match for your hunting needs, go to hammerbullets.com to buy yours today and drop the hammer on your next adventure. You know, I, 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 I was just going to mention just a quick thing. You guys were talking about um, merit-based success. And the, the world is still, well, at least America, I believe, is still a meritocracy to an extent. Mm. And any society that is based on success and results, there's still going to be that underlying ethos of hard work to succeed. Mm -hmm. And if you look generally across the board of the most successful people in any given industry, the founders were extremely hardworking mm -hmm. mm. and they provided thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of people mm. with jobs and opportunities. And I think that as we have, as a nation, reached this point of industrial might, yeah. we've gone through so many years of relative peace. Sure, we've had the conflicts in the Middle East and we're not going to get off into all that. But overall, America has not been at the breaking point of war for a long time. 
Well, because and even with the conflict in the Middle East, we back at home were largely right, right. separated from yes. that. You didn't have... Yes. And, and to this day, I mean, since 1941 in December, when Pearl Harbor was bombed, I'd correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the last attack of an actual force and a bombing and militant power. And you had 9-11. Well, yes, but, uh, but, but that was more of a terrorist event. But, but, but even then... It, since 9-11, mm-hmm. before and after that, we've had 10, 10 20 years right. since that. And so uh, Americans have had it so easy. And it's easy to just go to your job and you just clock mm-hmm. in, you do your job, you clock out, and life just becomes mundane and a big routine. And like you mentioned, Brian, it's easy. Well, like your first job, you know, it's easy just to get caught up in in the wealth management mindset. And there's all these YouTube videos out there about you know, financial motivation, and there's yeah. there's speeches about it. And mm. you too can succeed. And I and I love Dave Ramsey to death, but all the guy talks about is money. Um, and and that that's I, I think it's great to be uh, to be on that mindset of getting out of debt. Yeah, but. Not enough people focus on the experience of life anymore. And yes. a lot, yeah. uh, I mean, really, the, the large majority of our heroes, if you will, in the outdoor space, there are heroes because of their experiences, mm. because they've been able to relay what they've done. And Brian yes. and, and, and Ryan, um, with your gritty, stealthy platform, you're able to produce content that inspires people to go have yeah. experiences. Yep. And we need to get back to that mindset that you don't there there ought not be this this high barrier of entry into the hunting industry because that's really the last thing that we have left mm-hmm. to experience a life gone by right yeah yeah that's the only connection we have of what life used to be like 200 years mm-hmm. ago there's no other way to well, do and, that and and Dalton not just the way life was 200 years ago but the way life has been since man started right right you know like it's only relatively recent that we live past the age of 30 on a consistent level (laughs) so this is all weirdly new yeah Yeah. um for for millennia we've we've not lived very long and starved out and died or suffered a a war or a battle even native american indians from 1800 we're we're still you know, going through right. a more primitive lifestyle. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's still new. And back to what you said, two things that struck me is one. Yeah. I think human beings thrive under struggle. Yes. Yeah. They, they, we need to struggle. We yeah. are, we are engines and machines mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. evolutionary t- things that have been built to have to toil, yeah. to have to struggle. Yeah. And in the struggle, we find, ourselves we find mm-hmm. peace and understanding and humility and we need the struggle and we are so we we don't have to be cold not one time for like not mm-hmm. genuinely cold if you wanted to or hot yeah. if you got ac you can run, like just <laughs> right. for th- yeah. three minutes when you run from the car <laughs> to the shopping center like you really can escape you, you get ice cream on demand mm. your food on like yes. you we're so yeah. We have so little struggle in our lives that I think it's affecting us on a global scale in yeah. terms of our happiness. More depression and sadness than human beings I think have ever had in history. Right. Despite yeah. the fact that we have the most luxury 
and yes. comfort in human history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. hear, so uh, those two things are 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 going against each other. So yeah, for me, it's the adventure is mm-hmm. the antidote. Yeah. Like you were saying, Dalton, man, if, when we produce a film, I want to get you to want to go outside yes, and right. do something crazy. I want to get you to feel comfortable enough or inspired enough to go out for 10 days mm-hmm. in some semi-miserable conditions and hike and do things you would normally never do yeah. and suffer and go without and deprive yourself yeah. and then come home and see how you're a different man than you were before. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I was, uh, I was watching one of your recent films, uh, where you guys came out with that big giveaway through peaks and a Mm. few of those other companies. And you gave the little short video at the end about some men can and some men can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That story is so relevant and so inspiring. I, I, I went and bought three of the shirts. I, 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 I could care less. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't care less about the giveaway, man, but I, I bought myself two of them. I bought my wife one. But, you know, I, I, I wanted to hit on that really quick. And, and that little story, just for folks that, for, for folks that don't know, I'll, I'll let you tell that here in a second. Um, but some men can, some men can't. But everybody has the capability to do it. Mm, The people who can't are the ones that limit themselves, obviously barring physical disabilities, but your mentality is what dictates your abilities most of the time. Most of the people that we talk about, and and, and I know on your show, we we hit on this with Alaskans and somewhat getting a little bit lazy and we have it so good. And the, the amount of sheer opportunities that we have um, far surpass what we have in the low 48. And it's easy for us Alaskans to just kind of sit back and uh, just just rest in the fact that, well, I, 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 can, I can do a sheep hunt next year when I'm more fit, or mm. I don't have to climb that mountain to kill a bear, or why would I walk a mile to shoot this caribou if I can just ride in there and shoot him? And if he runs off, then who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, people don't have the drive as much as I feel like they should. And Everybody can if they would just motivate themselves to do it. And people aren't self-motivated enough anymore, mm-hmm. e- even in the hunting industry, to do that. Yeah. It, it, and, and life is a big mental game. I, I, and you, you, watch a, you watch a video of a guy like, um, he, he's the ex-operator. Is it David Goggins, the, yeah. the, the real famous runner? That guy is a machine, mm-hmm. and he, he, he was overweight. He was out of shape. He went through a real hard time mentally, but he was his own demise, and then his self, he, he decided that he was going to change, and it was, mm. it was nobody else influencing him. He decided, you know what? I don't like this version of myself. Mm. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to work hard. I'm going to put in the hours. I'm going to run I, I mean, a marathon a week or something crazy, if not more, <laughs> the guy runs all the time. Yeah. But it, it's it's what makes him a better version of himself. And with us in the outdoor industry, if you always push the easy button mm-hmm. and, well, you know, I, I, I'm just going to take the wheeler out and I, I, I don't really have the desire to hike anywhere or I don't mm-hmm. have the desire to go into a non-motorized area because I, I don't want to pack the animal out. You just, even in something that, is more difficult. Yes, you're out in the elements. Yes, you're 
you're out of your house and that's a step, but that's not all the way. You're not fully committed unless you're willing to do whatever it takes to succeed. Mm. Um, but a- yeah. anyway, well, I mean, j- just revert back to that story about some men can, some sure. men can't, and just tell folks what that is and, and uh, just kind of the yeah. backstory of where that t-shirt idea came from. I was, it was one of my first hunts with Ryan Lampers. It was 2019 and we went to New Zealand together and we wanted, I, I was in the middle of trying to figure out how to make better films than I had made before. Yeah. And I had done a hunt where we shot five bears mm-hmm. with uh, three guys, Yeah, you know, in, in, in a, in a short hunt with Ryan. It was the very first like serious hunt I had done with Ryan. It was a bear hunt and uh, five bears in like uh six or seven days or something. Yeah. And they were nice bears and mm. we were pretty stoked. Right after that, I went on this hunt to New Zealand. Well, I wanted to grab a cameraman to come with us because it was a pretty special trip. We brought Luke Dusenberry and he was a young, young man, uh, I believe just kind of finishing college and he had taken some film classes. He was pretty, pretty good with the camera and he was, he was uh, working at mountain ops at the time and mountain ops was a good partner of mine. So they said, Hey, let's send him along. So Luke comes with us. Yeah. Well, Ryan and I are 45 mm. uh, and Luke is early twenties. We've got a lot of years on him and there's a lot, there's a reason why a lot of marathons are won by 40 year olds and up, mm-hmm. you know, 35 year olds and up. Yeah. Because when you've had life kicking in the balls enough, you've <laughs> suffered enough, and you've gone through stuff enough, which the older you get, the more heartache you experience mm-hmm. because life is full of it. Yeah. And you're going to lose people you love. You're going to get betrayed. Things are going to go south. You're going to have dark times. And it's like those, just life itself, I think, mm. just what life does to a person makes you mentally more resilient. And when you're young, often, you haven't been kicked in the balls enough for you to have that, that toughness. And if you didn't cultivate it in some way, mm-hmm. you don't really have it. You yeah. think you do, mm-hmm. but you don't. Right. Yeah. So we were there and Luke, we, you know, Ryan and I knew that we were going to have trouble with Luke. Cause he, we're, we're, we're advanced, you know, we're doing tough stuff and Luke isn't there. So we were, pretty gentle with Luke overall, but we were still pushing it. And there were a number of times throughout the trip where, you know, I was impressed. He dug deep. He did the thing, even though he didn't think he could. Um, One time, a couple days before this, we had climbed down a mountain and it took, took him. We got down. I got down in 30 minutes. Ryan got down in in about an hour and Luke got down four and a half hours later. So we're packing the chamois out. And yeah. it was, it was boulders and, you know, mm-hmm. it was nasty. And, uh, it took forever. Luke, it was rough on Luke. Well, we saw a tar a few days later at the top of this mountain and it was steep. I mean, it was straight up and it was at the pinnacle of this mountaintop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan and I didn't hesitate. We're like, well, I think we can get there. We'll find out, you know, we can navigate here. Here's one foot in front of the other, but we came here to get a tar. Yeah. We're not going home without, it's the only tar we've seen in like four days. So mm-hmm. we're, we're on it and we're getting our pack loaded and we're getting ready to go. And I was looking at it and it looked fairly doable to me from the ground where I was at. Mm-hmm. Luke, Luke is sitting there and he's not packing up his stuff. And, uh, I look over at him and he looks at me and he goes, 
I don't, Brian, I don't think I can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can climb up there. And I looked at him for a minute. You know, I just was looking at him. And I was like, I didn't quite know what to say. Right. Yeah. And uh, I stared at him for 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 just a second, and I was like, my attitude was, you know, maybe you can't, but you sure as shit should try. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, what you, you're gonna quit before you even get halfway up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, mm-hmm. also, like, what? I didn't want to just give him a free pass because mm, yeah. I want to see him become yeah. a stronger man tomorrow than he was today. Right. To yeah. push him. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked at him and I said, well, Luke, you know what? And he, he looked up to Ryan and I, mm. you know, he, he had admired what we had been able to do in our past and what we had built so far. So he, he had wanted to impress us and he wanted to keep up. He was a college athlete. You know, he had some, he, he's no, he's no, uh, he, he had, he had it in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just told him, I said, well, Luke, some guys can't, some guys can't basically, which one are you? Yeah. You know, and we grabbed our stuff. Ryan didn't even look twice at him, looked at him and was like, right. You have me and Ryan Lampers looking at you going, well, some men aren't pussies and some men are pussies. And then we just grabbed our stuff and started climbing the mountain. Yeah. And that was, that was, and I didn't look back and I started climbing the mountain and we just left them behind. Yeah. You know, there's a cabin back there or a, or a hut, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. right, good luck right. to you. We'll see you in a day or two or whatever it takes. Right. Um, and then we started climbing and um, we got to some stretches where it was nasty. It was like, you know, you're using your hands. Mm-hmm. It was very technical. A few stretches where I'm like, well, you wouldn't die if you fell right here, but it certainly could break a bone. It would hurt. Yeah. And uh, we navigated. We got up there and we got up there to where this tar was. And when, when we got into some of the rolling grasses up in those cliffs, mm. we're making our way through it. And the tussock is waist high up to your chest in some spots. Yeah. And I was like, dang, Ryan, it's kind of a good thing that, Lan- that uh, Luke didn't come with us because – I don't, I think this is scary. This, this is tough. This is, Mm -hmm. this was, this is a tall order for, for him. You know, um, we picked our way through, we, we had to make some judgment calls, which route to take. I mean, pretty advanced. So I'm like, Mm. yeah. And so we get up there, we get up there where that tar is. We're about to shoot this tar. And I hear rustling behind me and I turn around and crest in the ridge coming through that tussock is Luke. And I am just like, I I am never would I, I just did not see that coming. No mm. way. I didn't think he could even do it. Yeah. Uh, I thought he would chicken out. I thought he would stop. I thought he, he would uh, just maybe not even have the physical capability, mm-hmm. the stamina, yeah. like all the things that went through my head. And there he is. And my love my adoration, my respect <laughs> went from like really low, like someday maybe he'll grow up. Mm-hmm. I liked him as a person, yeah. but I just was like disappointed mm-hmm. and it just disappeared. It was gone. It mm-hmm. was like newfound respect, like amazing, 
I thought he has he's way more of a man than than I realized. Right. Like there's yeah, a special he, person here I need to dig deeper than I than I than mm. I quickly had judged. And uh yeah. for him he, it was a it was a crossroad in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. It was a crossroad. He could have stayed at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And to this day I don't know. You know, but it, he went and it and it changed who he is up here. Right. 100% yeah. changed who he is. He did something that seemed impossible. And there were stretches I know as he was coming up that going, do I turn around? Yeah. He was alone. He climbed that by himself, not mm. with us, not in our footsteps. Yeah. And um, and then he got up there and he was like, and I, I just hugged him and was like, dude, I'm proud <laughs> of you, man. I can't believe what you just did. I'm proud of you. And so we shot the tar and it jumped off this cliff and, <laughs> went down this and i was like and i looked at it and i was like no no everything went wrong with where that tar went and um was that the one that went down that little place. snow slide yes yeah, yeah. that and, was a bad spot and i looked and the fall line was like 200 yards of snow and if you mm. fell off that you fell like 800 feet to your yeah. death so yeah nothing about it we should have had ropes crampon everything was was a was a foolish <laughs> in that regard and um but anyway we saw the tar drop off this thing and uh we started packing up mm. and we were gonna go up there and see where, where it landed and try to retrieve it and and luke we we're like well it's a whole nother leg mm. whole nother level of advanced climbing now to go to go get the tar and get it and yeah you could see like he thought you know he thought he had kind of done it and it was over (laughs) and that that is also a mental thing to remember by the way right right years ago victor frankel in uh the wrote wrote about his time in auschwitz uh in nazi germany Uh, in the book called man's search for meaning yeah he talks about this prisoner who's in the camp and he's sitting there in the camp and he's he's going you know victor we're going to be freed on march fourth you know mm. 1945 you know whatever and and i i had this dream and this premonition and it's happening and and he was stalwart and strong and he was getting through the days and he was whatever it took and mentally he was pushing and uh he he was convinced that that day was the day yeah and then um and then sure enough that day came and went and they weren't rescued and he died like three or four days later a week mm. later like the mental part he had just set up that expectation yeah and and it's like he just gave up it was like wow. um and, yeah. and we've been on these hikes i know you guys have done this where 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 you're like well if, once i just get to the top yeah. it's over yeah. and it's some kind of false summit yeah. and you get there and then you feel like you just don't have anything left yeah right because mentally yep. you told yourself yeah. you get to quit then but you're not even close to you're, 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 it's like I've seen so many guys break, yeah, because they set up a finish line and then it wasn't real, right? And <laughs> so for me, I've learned that's never that I don't do finish lines. I don't mm. say you get to rest. I I I pace myself and I go. In my head, I'm going, yeah, um, we're on a night hike back, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll get there before six a.m. and I'll get to you know, that's our estimated arrival, but I'm shooting for 6 PM in my head. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm saying, yep. It's not just through the night. It's also all the next day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where, where I'm saying my body has to perform. Right. Mm-hmm. And what my mental game is, yep. even though 6 a.m. is probably the likely arrival. Yeah. But that's I'm not even thinking at that. I'm yeah. I'm hour. I'm I'm setting myself up to go three times the distance that we have in front of us mentally. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Luke hit that spot and he said to me, <laughs> he almost broke down in tears. He 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 was like, You're going further we have to go it's like he caught a panic attack you know it was like this and he's like and he did what he didn't want to hear of i suppose is something can something can please don't call me a pussy like i did it all like come on don't make me do it again like don't pressure me i felt bad at that point i was like luke you have Mm. more than done enough man you're a stud like let's and we found a little shoot that i felt was safe it was just Mm. that total snowshoot it was nasty mm. but you could safely just slide on his butt the whole way down and and there's no danger to your life at all because it, it just would you're gonna be wet and cold but you're, yeah it was totally this safe little i'm like because he was like i don't know how to get down and i'm like start going down now and go down this chute and he was like oh my gosh Yes. So he wiggled his way down that chute for like <laughs> two or three hours we could see him a little dot the whole time we were kind of watching <laughs> over the hours and he was almost to the bottom um just as the sun was going down so we knew he had made it to the to the to the wash at the bottom mm. and he was just going to walk through the rocks down to the down to the the hut down there and so we kind of had chaperoned him from afar the whole time <laughs> as he went but i was like the whole time we were dealing with that tar and we were working our way down ryan and i were talking about him and what he had done and from that day forward, he had our respect in a yeah. way that uh, could never right. have been garnered otherwise. Right. And to this day, uh, he's challenged himself and done things and mm. put himself through things that that he didn't know he could do. And now mm. now things are in perspective, right? You do a hard thing, mm-hmm. something you never thought you could do, and you break through another layer of hard right. and another layer yeah. of hard. And that's that mental toughness process cultivating it isn't just physical if you can do it physical you can do it in the emotional times too right like there's it's important it's important life is hard you better start training your mind to to handle what life is going to dish out You, you, Mm -hmm. you need to be you can't just one day wake up and say okay i'm gonna have courage and i'm gonna stand up to the mob or to this thing i'm gonna stand by my principles in this moment Mm. I'm going to do the thing that uh, might cost me my career right yeah. now because it's the right thing to do. You can't do that in the moment that you're called upon to do it. If you haven't won all those little battles and and, and got yourself to that, that, right. pro- that character to be able to do it at that time. Yeah. yeah. And so prepare now for the strength you need down the road. Mm-hmm. And that that's little things, you know? Yeah. And, and I think men, these days kind of what we went back back to what we were talking about with how life is so easy right now is men need those those crossroads like what yeah. you you presented to them yeah the, the, we need to be put shame. in that situation of we need shame yeah exactly yeah you, you, you're either gonna men, do this or you're not and and men need to shame other men into being better men yeah tougher and, men and, stronger and it, men. it needs like, to be at that moment it can't be go home yeah. and think about it and, and you know let me let me know take your time yeah. it needs to be 
this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going to go. You're either there. I've or you're really not. come to dislike the saying in culture today, especially with guys. Well, I'll get back to you, or I'll let you know. Mm. Obviously, within reason, if you yeah. have to make things work logistically, then that's one thing. But right. you know, if you ask somebody, "Hey, you want to go on this hunt? We're mm. going to backpack in. It, maybe we're going to go in 15 <laughs> miles. Maybe we're going to go 50 miles. I mm-hmm. don't know. We'll figure out when we get there." Oh well, you know, I, I I don't know. I haven't really done that much all this year. I I don't know if I'm in shape for that. Okay, you're mm-hmm. not the guy I want. Yeah, you know, D- you, don't yeah. call me in a week and say that you hit the stair climber for five days at, at the gym and mm. now you think you're ready because you're not. If you tell yourself that you know what, I I would like to do that. If you want to do it, then just get out there and get it mm-hmm. done. Just commit and just do something tough. And it might suck for the first yeah. three or four days, but you'll work yourself into it, and it's all part of mental toughness. Well, and that's when I was first getting into hunting, that's exactly, it was anytime I got invited, it was, Hey, Jay, you want to go on this? Other people call me Jay, but profession, my my Christian name is James. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it was like, you want to go on this hunt? You want to go do this? I'm like every single time. Yes. Yes. I'm there. I'm there. if I'd never done it before, yes, I'm there. And sometimes I agree a little bit too soon and logistically things don't, (laughs) (laughs) but so I actually can't get the time off work, but, but. But yeah, like, yeah. but there's that toughness that you just have to be willing to do it. Yeah. Now, I, I did want to fall back to one thing that you had said, and I, I just wanted to make, kind of clear it up. You you were talking about being on being on a wheeler and and getting out there, and that being successful is being able to go as far as you can. Yeah. And willing to put in the work. I don't want to give the the opinion that if how do I want to put this if Going out on a wheeler and you're able to go get, your goal is to just get a moose for your yeah. family to eat. Right. And you are able to do that off a wheeler. And, and you, that's your adventure. That is your success. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. No. We're talking about if you have set a goal for yourself beyond that. Yes. Because success is individual. Yes. Right? What, what is successful to you might not be successful to the next person. Or you might want to go 10 steps beyond what somebody else does, but it doesn't mean they're not successful for their own life and their sure. own goals. Sure. So I just, I didn't want people to think if you're yeah. going out and you're hunting caribou off a wheeler right. or something like that, right. if that's your mission, if that's your view of success, mm-hmm. yeah. then, then have the gumption to go do it. Yeah. But if you're going out and you're doing that and you're riding your wheeler around and you're not seeing any caribou or you're not seeing any sheep, how far are you willing to sacrifice? Don't use that yeah. as a, as a crutch to be right. like, well, I just can't do it. Right. right. Go farther. Yeah. Well, take a lot that of next times, step. There's time constraints because you know if you got to hike a few miles into the backcountry to kill something, mm-hmm. it takes a lot longer to, than than it takes to drive the truck down the road, run off in the woods with the wheeler, shoot something, and get it back to town on the right. weekend, right? So there's a lot of those things too. And some jobs are really hard to get time off of. Mm. My job's not. <laughs> uh, thankfully, my boss is lets me get. I've never been denied time off in two years, and I've taken a lot of time off. Yeah. But um, my dad has a saying that he says all the time. Um. And I heard it a lot growing up. And mm. uh, as a result, there's never been anything I've thought about or looked at and thought I can't do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that is, he says, uh, it's true as long as you believe it. If you believe yes. you can't do something, you'll yes. never do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you believe you can do something. Yeah, it's powerful. Th- then you'll do it or you'll die trying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Similarly to Which that. we don't want anybody to die. There is a risk whenever you challenge someone you know when i when i challenged luke mm-hmm. he could have gotten up there and gotten hurt mm-hmm. i get it and that's true 
Yeah. But the truth is to be a man mm. means you take risks and right. you survive. Yeah. Yeah. And if you take risks and you get hurt, that's also what happens. Like, right. I, I feel like we're so risk averse. Mm. We're yes. so like, well, yes. don't do that. You might get hurt. Yeah. We need to take, we need to like, like make sure you wear a seatbelt. We need to make a law for that. We need to make sure this, <laughs> we need to make sure that. And yeah. it's like, dude, look, God doesn't wear a seatbelt. He dies. Okay. Mm. Like, like right. I feel like uh, it's like when people say uh, you shouldn't be allowed to do that because it's dangerous. That's why I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why yeah. I want right. to do it. And, so, and this is America. So yeah. I'm gonna- <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, <laughs> similarly to your point earlier about pushing people and not setting a time. All right. Well, we'll get back to camp by dark. Yeah. As a guide, I've dealt with that with a lot of different clients and, mm-hmm. um, different age groups and generally speaking on the physical side the younger guys that are in their 30s generally i don't have to deal with this as much Mm. but a lot of people that are in their middle age or even a little bit older than that they love to ask questions about uh well what's the weather going to be like Mm. what do i need to bring how far is it going to be for us to get to this glassing spot how long are we going to be there and that's how their life is outside of this hunt, right? And mm. and to their defense, to an extent, they, they oftentimes by that time in their life, they're a very structured person. They're obviously mm-hmm. successful at something if yeah. they can afford a hunt like this for, let's just say, brown bears. Yeah. And a brown bear hunt is not necessarily a very physical endeavor. It's not the backpack style, bust a bunch of miles and mm-hmm. glass vast amounts of territory. It's a very stationary style for the most part. There is a lot of walking up and down beaches and, and getting into different areas and, you know, different vantage points. But comparatively to like a mountain hunt, it's not the same. It's not even in the same league. Mm-hmm. And when we hike somewhere, we're not carrying sleeping bags and gear for the night or, you know, we're carrying minimal snacks for the night, a tarp puffy layers and our glass and that's mm-hmm. that's about it and you're usually wearing your rain gear while you're walking because it's probably going to be raining um yeah. but a, a lot of people love to ask well how far is it into the spot where we're where we're going to sit in glass for the next five hours till it gets too dark to shoot yeah. and i tell them well you know what i i think it'll probably take us about two hours even if i know it's only going to be 45 minutes right that way it gets them in the mental mindset of of um, success in an achievement. Mm-hmm. That way, when we get there in 45 minutes and they're sweating and they're just dripping with sweat and they're exhausted, they realize, you know what? He said it was going to be two hours, but I just pushed myself and did it in 45. Look at what I just did. Mm. And it yeah. puts them in a, in a positive mental um, reassurance that, you know what? Sure, I might be 60 years old, but I can still do this. I can still hang with mm-hmm. this young guy. Even if I could walk at a, at a, at a quick clip and be there in 15 minutes, mm. it's still going to take me 45 with this guy. And that's fine. But, you know, not putting a time limit. Uh, and, and, and Ryan even talked about this. Uh, he and I were discussing, uh, I, I can't say right now, we were talking about a particular hunt and um, I, we were talking about this very thing and, 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 giving yourself a distance. He said, uh, even with people that I hunt with all the time, he said, they'll ask me if we're going out on some death march at night with an animal on our backs and we got to get back to camp. 
people will ask him, well, how many more miles do we have? And mm-hmm. it, like you said, with the guy that was in the, uh, that was in the concentration camp in World War II, he had a date set in his mind. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm going to get there by this time. And if I don't, then, man, I just don't know if I have it in me. And then you cap yourself at whatever that number is. Mm-hmm. Right. So you say, I've got three miles to go, and then I'm done. Yeah. Then I can take a rest. I'm going to sleep in tomorrow. I'm done for a while. Mm. I'm going to stay in my sleeping bag and watch TV, right? And mm-hmm. if you're not there in three miles, then they freak out. And a lot of times they just immediately just break down and they lose it. Yeah. And they don't have any more energy. You know, and we talk about this as a mental thing and it is. Yeah. But there's physiological things that are going on there as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Andrew Huberman, uh, it has a podcast. What is Mm -hmm. it? The Huberman Huberman project or something. Huberman Huberman lab. Lab. Yeah. Yeah. And he covered this once blows my mind where he, you, you know, the Wim Hof, you know, you can jump in the ice cold water and you sit in it for 10, 20 minutes or whatever. And mm-hmm. then you get out. Yeah. They've done studies where they've, where similar to the Navy SEAL training, right? They get you in the water and you're freezing cold and you mm-hmm. get out and, you know, what they're trying to do in Navy SEAL training at buds and such is they're trying to give you that, Oh, you can get done at this time. Mm-hmm. And then the other, then, and then they take that away from you and go, no, you got four more hours of this. Right. Yeah. And people, yeah. men break, they just yeah. break. They're like, well, they gave him this up to that moment. And when it's not there, that is often where they go and they ring the bell. Right. And you have these, these moments. Well, Huberman was talking about this and he was saying that they can take an individual. You can go and voluntarily submerge yourself in an ice, ice cold, frigid, ice frozen over lake up to your neck and you can sit in it for your five minutes or whatever it is, 15 minutes, Mm. get out, try to warm up, get warm and so forth. And the things that happen to your body physiological are a net good. Like it causes your body to produce certain hormones, certain results. Right. And, and you thrive on the activity. Actually, you Mm -hmm. actually get more resilient and stronger. Right. Then they can take the same person and take away their free will to do the activity. They can push them in there and make them do it against their will. Yeah. And then force them into it. And when they test that person's vitals and all of that, same exact stimulus, identical stimulus, the people who are forced to do it are sick, get mm. cold, uh, uh, become weaker have Uh a lower drive their testosterone drops like all the opposite experiences happen well what's the difference one is a willing mental submission to it Mm. embracing it and the body says okay this is all good the other one is forced against your will a stress a fear-induced approach Mm. i don't think i can handle this this isn't fair and a totally different physiological result occurs same stimulus mm, yeah right yeah so and that's how powerful the mind is yeah how much it matters it really is yeah i i was going to lead into the locals platform mm. with it if we want to yeah. yeah because a lot of what we said about the society and the social reform oh. if we want to call it that right mm-hmm. i hate using that word but that's what it's called 
and the wokeism and the cancel culture. You can't talk about that on mainstream media anymore because that's <laughs> how you get canceled, right? Mm -hmm. So Gritty has utilized a new platform in Locals where there is no um, overwatch mm. of, uh, of these organizations where they have the power to um, monitor and shut down whatever content they don't feel like is uh, um, helping their agenda, if mm. you will. And so, uh, Brian, talk to us a little bit about how you got into the locals program and uh, why you chose to go that route versus keeping yeah. all of your stuff on, say, YouTube and other platforms where you still do publish a lot of your films and folks can go view most of those. But there are exclusive perks to locals and talk to us a little bit about that decision yeah. and, and what you guys have over there. Well, two phrases that I think are that I live by. Uh, one is uh, the paranoid survive. Mm -hmm. And the other one is adapt, improvise, overcome. Yep. Right. Like to me, um, those two mindsets, the paranoid survive, adapt, improvise, overcome. That means you're always looking for all the things that can go wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the things that might go south on you. Yeah. And making sure that you're adapting, improvising and overcome so that when that thing comes in and you get a wall put in front of you, that you find a way to overcome, go through it, mm -hmm. over it, around it. Like, and we live in a society right now where conservative voices are censored. Yeah. yeah. People with more conservative ideas are being um, shadow banned, blocked. Well, yes. we, we could see yeah. it if you pay any attention at all. And you see sort of what's been going on. Our own government is censoring our our voices. And mm, they're yeah. elevating other voices. I don't believe for a hot minute that some of these voices out there are, are elevated to the level they are through the through merit-based process. Right. No. Right? Right. They've I don't, proven I don't it believe hasn't it. been. Yeah. They're choosing the the ideas that they want promoted in the platforms and those voices get artificially uh elevated mm -hmm. and then other voices get artificially shadow banned and closed down yes i'm very i told you earlier freedom yeah i want the freedom to say what i want to say i don't want to be muzzled i don't want to be impeded i i don't want you i don't want to suffer uh the you know, the shadow banning that happens from speaking my mind. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. But that is the cost of, of having integrity and the cost of standing by your values is that there, there is a cost. You don't get to have it for free. You don't get to be somebody that, right. that goes against the grain and then doesn't pay a cost. There's a cost. Yes. So when that cost comes, I want to do my best, best I can to improvise, adapt and overcome. And, um, that means, um, seeing the writing on the wall long ahead of time and then mm. finding ways to circumvent those barriers as they come your way. And I, and I just, I wish more of the hunting plot, more, more people were willing to, to think ahead and move mm. and, and plan ahead. I look at the podcast space and I'm like, there's surely there were a lot of guys who thought a, a hunting podcast was needed and, and would thrive. But no one filled the void. Yeah, you know, right. And I adapted, and I did it, and 
And then I created something and then a whole bunch of copycats came in afterward. Mm. And I think there are people who are trailblazers in certain space and I'll just raise my hand and be one. Mm. So that means in this space, I can, I've watched for years, my channel. I've often wondered why my channel isn't bigger on mm. YouTube, why my views aren't higher. Cause I stack my, when I look at my content and I look at the people who do find it, the appreciation for what I produce, mm. it does feel like my reach should be bigger that, right. mm -hmm. that, and on Instagram, for example, when I am getting 500 followers a day, cause mm. I'm posting, 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 putting great content up, I'll have 470 followers unfollow a day. Mm, yeah this is not this does not make sense first of all all i'm putting up is the sort of content that that other hunters would go oh that's cool oh that's cool mm -hmm. there's nothing i didn't put anything political up yeah i didn't put anything up there on my instagram page that would cause 470 people to unfollow me that week mm -hmm. or that day yeah and there's so there's this algorithm out there that as I grow, they let me grow a little incrementally, but they take away a mm -hmm. whole bunch. And I know mm -hmm. this too, because when I first started Instagram, I get 20,000 people a year yeah. on, my, on my page. Pretty soon, I could barely get 2,000 people a year. Mm -hmm. Now, you're telling me that was merit-based? Doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense right. at all. Right. So well, as I've seen that, and then YouTube just put, they just keep getting more and more censorious. They just sent out a thing this week that says if you promote, for example, an alternative platform or a website or your content on some other channel like a locals, mm. that they'll demonetize your content. Yeah. That was just last week. Prior to that, well, they they would say if there's a gun in it, we're going to demonetize it. Yeah. Any gun at all, even if it's in a safe setting or anything. Yeah. They're just constantly encroaching <laughs> and moving in on our spaces. Now, the government, these big tech industries, they know what I believe. Mm -hmm. I leave comments on people's content. They know what I view. They they know the, the films and the podcasts I pay attention to. They know the voices I try to elevate. They, they know who I am. They know yeah. what I'm about. And I can tell you, I'm the exact opposite of what woke culture wants me to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Period. I just yeah. am. That's who I am. I'm the exact, I'm pro-America, pro-freedom, mm -hmm. anti-Marxism, anti-socialism. So, and I speak my mind. Yeah. Right. So they're going to keep my voice from getting too big. Mm -hmm. And as I've seen this happen, I've wanted to find ways to get ahead of that. My attitude is, well, I'm not going to comply. Right. So that means I have to find a way to adapt and overcome. So how can I like, cause I did get, I went through a phase where I did a podcast and I spoke my mind on a number of subjects mm -hmm. during, during BLM, during some of these moments in time, I said, I said stuff and I had somewhere between 70 to a hundred people call my sponsors mm. and say, you need to cancel him. Mm. And when you're a company that gets that many personal phone calls because someone set up a phone number, told a group, they coordinated the effort and they right. all went for it to try to get me dropped mm -hmm. by these sponsors. Yeah. And a number of the sponsors, uh, there were there were three who said we're out. And I had 
two that said we're ride or die. We don't mm. give a damn what those people said. Yeah. Well, that tells you who you can work with, right? And mm. who you just are you're glad that they're gone now because they didn't have the the fortitude to they're just about the money, not about what was right. Yeah. When those things happen to you, you start to say, okay. Not to mention things that 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 happened to me that are absolutely 1000% political in nature or the government comes after you. Mm. Why? Why me on this occasion for this reason? Why not the whole rest of the industry? Right. Now I sat across from a federal employee, federal government employee. And it, we had a little zoom recorder going. And I said to that person, this is political. This is this is retribution. This is you're trying to intimidate me mm -hmm. because you want me to comply to for certain things. Yeah. And the the red face, the response. Wh who said? What What did you hear? What do you know? Like it was like, mm. well, you know, did you just gave away? You're not very <laughs> yeah. good at poker. No, you just showed your hand. You know. Yeah. And so it's absolutely real. This isn't because mm -hmm. I'm conspiracy theory. And you could see it when they shut down Parlor. Mm. Right. I, yeah. I, yeah. I right. right away, Parlor was sh skyrocketing, mm -hmm. skyrocketing for me. I was like, to hell with these other, uh, these other social media platforms. I'm going over here because mm -hmm. people can say what they want. And right away, I incentivized giveaways. I did promotional stuff. I said, come join me here. Come join me here. And my Parlor went like this overnight. Mm -hmm. And it started to grow real fast. Within four weeks of that date, Parlor was was kicked out of the app stores. Mm -hmm. So you could only use the browser version. Yeah. Within a few days after that, it was kicked off the servers that Amazon owned and controlled. Yeah. Well, Bezos owns that. He's he's all wokey woke. He's all left wing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And this is th these are political battles that are going on. Right. So yes. when this happened to me and my channel got when when my when Parler just died overnight, mm -hmm. they kept telling us right like, well, if you guys don't like what a private company does in terms of their censorship, then just go build your own Twitter, go mm -hmm. build your own Facebook, mm -hmm. go build your own blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, they did. Yeah. Right. And then they found they found the slimmest of of justifications. Illegal, by the way, as hell. Like we have antitrust right. laws in place for this very this collusion that went into killing Parlor was just it's just what it was. It, it's it's illegal as hell. They did it and they got away with it, and Parlor died. But you, in its wake, you have a uh, right now you have a dual economy that is growing, mm. where people are saying, "Okay, I'm sick of giving my money to companies that hate me." I'm sick of giving my money to to YouTube. I'm going to go over to Rumble. Yeah, I, I'm sick of, of Patreon. Patreon canned all these people that were making sometimes five hundred thousand dollars a month. They mm. just said kicked off yeah. all their income gone overnight. Yeah, powerful mm. voices, mm -hmm. people who had built years of content and built a community. Mm. Patreon just said you're done. Yeah, yeah, and then that scares all the other people. That have the same ideas into shutting up right yeah right? right 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 so what you end up with is you don't even have to ban people you just have to scare them that they will be banned and then they'll censor themselves mm -hmm. yeah. so for me 
all like I said, I'd rather be poor and free. Mm-hmm. So I just I'm just I'm balls deep. I'm going all the way. And so I went in and I said, okay, how can I figure this out? And I figured out that, well, if I start locals, which was an alternative platform, it was like a Patreon. Basically, I could put content out there. It's like a private Facebook group. And mm-hmm. I can build a, a fan base that pays me seven dollars a month to be part of a community. And I can put exclusive content out there. I can put, I can do live streams with that private group. I can do various Mm -hmm. things with just those guys and build this little community. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's more difficult than it's a lot more difficult than, than uh, I thought it would be, but to put it in perspective, we're getting better at it. We've gone through ebbs and flows, ups and downs, mm-hmm. where I feel like I really dropped the ball. People paid me $7 a month to be part of something and I screwed them over. Yeah. And then other times where I feel like you paid $7 a month and you got a lot of value out of it. Mm-hmm. And that comes from a, being a content creator and trying to figure out the balance and what to bring to people and what to add that, what to do to add that mm-hmm. value. Yeah. Right. But right. we built it and we're, I knew it was going to be painful and I knew it was going to ebb and flow but I feel like we're hitting a stride right now. And we in essence have like a thousand people who pay us monthly to support that channel. Mm. And that's, and they pay us $7 a month for that. Right. And you can do the math quickly. Yeah. Right. 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 That is tremendous help. And I, I do that community with Brad and with Ryan and with myself. So the three of us mm. contribute and the three of us split this up between us. And it's another place for us to generate income that's strictly generated from the fans themselves, the hardcore. Mm-hmm. It also is a place where I can be completely, it's, it's a private community. Mm. No one is there to censor me. I can right. literally say all the things that I want to say. Right. I can share all the videos I don't have to censor them. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like take away the blood. I don't have to like, this is what yeah. hunting is yeah. you know, right here. Yep. yep. I can, I can do it all in the most free way possible. And then I can engage with that community who has my back and I have theirs. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's very few trolls and haters mm-hmm. are willing to pay you $7 a month <laughs> yeah. so they can then right. spy on you right. and hate your guts. Like, yeah. right? It's like automatically that it just weeds out all the egos right. and all the assholes. Cause they're just like, yeah, I'm not for screw that. So they don't mm. even troll there. Right. So yeah. it's, it's like a super positive community on top of it, but that is not enough. That's a slow process growing that community. Mm. But if I were to be canceled tomorrow, I still have that community. Yeah. I still have that group mm-hmm. that truly values what I what I do. If all my sponsors were to say, yeah, Brian, a cancel culture has come for you. Your days are done. We drop mm. you. We can't be associated with you because this, that, and the other. My fans can be listen to me direct and say, we got your back. Mm. We don't care what your sponsors say. We don't care what corporate America says. Yeah. We care what yeah. you say. We're, we pay you direct because we... We want, we like you. It takes the control from corporations and fascist movements and puts it in the hands of the creator and their audience direct. That's a powerful thing. But the people willing to do that, it's a sliver in comparison to the amount of money I make from a flat out sponsorship from from some big corporation. Mm -hmm. So to me, the strategy is to diversify 
those options. The other one is Stealthy Hunter. He owns his products. Right. So who's going to cancel him? Yeah. He sells his own supplements. He sells his own rifle covers. He sells his own gear that he's developing and producing. Mm, so yeah. when someone comes along and says, "Hey, um, we don't we don't like it," you know that you support Ryan Lampers Stone Glacier. Uh, you need to cut him out. Mm. And they get this pressure campaign coming for them. Most people say that we're going to boycott you if you don't get rid of this guy. His hair is too long. Whatever that <laughs> is, right? They come along and they do that. Well, guess what? Ryan's like, okay, hey, anybody want a rifle cover? Any, <laughs> right, fan, yeah. any fan wants some supplements direct from me? Mm-hmm. You can't cancel him. Yeah. Right? And right. these are important decisions to be made yeah. by by conservative content creators. You you have to find ways to make yourself so you can't be canceled. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to censor the hell out of yourself. You're going to kiss the yeah. ass of the machine and you're just going to create watered down or you're going to do what they say to do. You're going to make your stuff into what they want it to be. Yeah, right. And slowly that Overton window will shift. And before you know it, you're producing content like these guys did the other day, which was a good film. But you sit there and you you hunt the caribou and you don't show the kill shot. Right. And you talk right. about how all the caribou are dying because of climate change. Yeah, <laughs> dude you have sold out to the woke machine i love y- what you did I, I i love so much of it but you are censoring yourself or buying into the bs because mm. of the pressure that comes with it yeah and and yep. i i find it disgusting i can't do it i so for me locals was a was a step in that direction mm. and it's going well the next move for me is rumble yeah we have i think Rumble tells me if I've got two or three weeks left of uh, syncing between. So you can take your YouTube channel and you can sync it with a touch of a button to 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 Rumble and just mm. completely have wow. it pop up. Just oh, be there tomorrow. Nice. Tomorrow. Cool. So awesome. well, it takes time, yeah. but it's in the process yeah. right now. Of yeah, I have I have year I have eight years of videos mm-hmm. lots of podcast shows and, and right now it's in the process of building 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 right. on rumble and within probably two weeks or three weeks all my videos will be fully accessible on a completely different platform nice than youtube it'll in rumble for those that don't know it's 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 the same thing as youtube under a different name mm, yeah and years behind in terms of its functionality yeah right? <laughs> youtube is a powerhouse yeah two things about rumble it's not going to have the features that youtube does mm. it takes time to build that kind of infrastructure and and technology out yeah but it has grown leaps and bounds in the last couple of years mm-hmm. the second thing youtube has been around since like 2008 yeah a long seven, time i think seven eight seven or six yeah somewhere in there six and millions of people around the globe have put content there. Mm. It's a treasure trove of data. You can get on there and go, how do I fix my dryers, you know, <laughs> yeah. blow, such and such blow thing, whatever. I'm no, you know, appliance guy. You get it, <laughs> right? Oh, oh, how about this? How do I make this cool video edit and sync this this thing into my mm-hmm. film do this special effect oh i've right? watched lots of those and videos. i can find 25 <laughs> videos on on youtube to show me that right right because 
a lot of the value in these social platforms, these video platforms is the fact that millions of people are on it Mm -hmm. and, and they're the value that you're buying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's where rumble can shine. Okay. Rumble can be that free platform for content creators to put their content. Mm. That's uncensored because they are committed to the conservative and to the, just everyone. Yeah. They're not even particularly conservative, the owners, but they are, they have signed up with and they have bought into the whole idea of uh, building. They, they seem to understand like Elon Musk mm. that freedom of speech is imperative to a successful world. Yeah. A successful, a free society. Right. And so even though it wasn't a good purchase for Elon Musk and he's losing <laughs> his butt and cash and money. It wasn't about that. Yeah. It's about what's right. Right. These people on rumble are the same. They're not going to sell it to some, somebody else down the road and they built the infrastructure so that Amazon can't pull the plug. They mm. built it in a way that they've learned from like the other ones where they all got killed. Nice. So now you have, have a truly a dual marketplace over here for rumble. And if hunters, especially Second Amendment, because you can't even get a gun on YouTube anymore. Yeah. Hardly, it's censored to hell. You can't monetize it. You can't mm-hmm. do all that. Well, every Second Amendment pew pew gun channel needs to just move over to Rumble. Right. And so when I want to look up how do I do this this edit on Final Cut, well, I can go to YouTube and do that. Mm-hmm. But when I want to find content that is for hunters, I can go to Rumble. And it's there. And yeah. Rumble may not be able to replace YouTube mm-hmm. in terms of it might be 25% at the end, 10 years from now, 25% the size of YouTube. But that's all you need. You right. just need a place where people can right. be free to say and do what they want. Right. And maybe maybe Rumble turns woke and goes south down the road and maybe, mm. maybe you have to adapt again. But right now, adapting to Rumble, th- that's where... I am going to incentivize hunters to join me there. Mm. I'm going to do giveaways and I'm going to say, leave a comment under my rumble video this week. Yeah. So that, so that we can, you can win a prize over there. For Mm -hmm. those of you on YouTube, we're not doing a giveaway this week here. You got to go over there for the prizes. Right. And, and I'm going to make it worth people's time to go there. I'm going to try to teach them how to use rumble Mm -hmm. because there's a little bit of a learning curve, just like any new app. But my goal is in a year to two years, that I have more people follow me on Rumble than I do on YouTube. Right. And also other hunters copy me and other shows copy me. Mm-hmm. And all of us move over there more often than we are on this other platform. Right. But YouTube is trying to head that off. They're trying to mo- demonetize or even cancel your channel if you mention the other places. Right. They're getting ahead of this because they can see that they have wow. someone mm-hmm. who's giving them that option. Yeah. So how... Only if only I had done this a year ago, right? If I had just yeah. pushed this a little sooner before YouTube could get in front of it. So I'm still gonna push it and we'll see how little old Brian Call's channel gets censored <laughs> or doesn't get censored. But here's the deal about gritty. I have never relied on YouTube's algorithms to help my show out. It doesn't help me out at all. I can look right. at other people's back end and I can see how much their stuff gets pushed by YouTube. Well, they comply. They've done what YouTube mm-hmm. asked. They've kissed YouTube's ass and they've made sure that they only, they don't follow content. YouTube doesn't really know where they're at politically. They're mm-hmm. amorphous, you know, so they can, mm-hmm. they've been able to rely on that. So they'll get 
10x what I get on views. Yeah. But yeah. guess what? I build an organic audience that searches for me. Yeah. They know on Sundays, Gritty drops movies. Yeah. Yep. They're gonna yep. go check. It's a it's an it's a voluntary action on their part. I don't have to go, they don't have to have it pop up in a feed. Mm-hmm. Right. I built an audience that goes, yeah, I'm gonna go see if I can find it. Right. And so I've sort of subverted YouTube's or I've worked around YouTube's uh lack of support, well, which I think has made us uh, pretty strong. Others have done a fabulous job of creating mm-hmm. an email list, and I wish I had done that years ago. Yeah. Because they drop a movie and they have 400,000 hunters that want to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, we just dropped a movie on YouTube. Yeah. And it's a direct access. No big tech in the way. Yeah. Nobody's stopping that message. And then all those people go to that YouTube channel and they look it up and they watch mm-hmm. it. They didn't re- rely on YouTube because YouTube ain't going to help them. Right. YouTube is shadow banning them. YouTube isn't promoting their content. Mm-hmm. So right. all of this is like... This is all part of adapting, improvising, overcoming mm. the paranoid survive. And to me, I feel like censorship is evil. Mm-hmm. It's it's the thing that um, can truly mess up the psyche of a society, of a nation. Oh, absolutely. Can rob us of a few. We need to hear all the ideas. Mm-hmm. We need to treat people like they're intelligent, not like they're idiots. Well, yeah. we can't let them know this because yeah. they can't think for themselves. Yeah. Right. So right. I might get people over to a free speech space mm-hmm. to watch hunting content. But ultimately, I feel like it helps society as a whole. Yeah. People then are exposed to 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 uh, a place where more free ideas are, are given. So people right. can join up at to the gritty stealthy community if they go to gritty.locals.com. Okay. And um you can join us there direct, but you can follow us on Rumble too. And y- the thing about locals, I tell people this all the time. It's seven bucks. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. the cost of a cup of coffee. Yeah. Pay it once and check it out. Half the price join a live place. stream yeah. or just binge 20 movies that are exclusively on that, that you'll never see anywhere else. Right. That are cool. That are great films. So there's, there's, you know, yeah. I say, I, I say pay the seven bucks, go to town. And if you don't like it after that bail out. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I, it, everybody's dollar is important. If there's right. the value's not there, it's not there. Yeah. Um, others pay 77 bucks for the whole year. I'd say it, it shocks me actually. What would you guess the percentage of people who show up on our page and just pay the whole kit and caboodle for for 12 months versus those who sign up for just one month? What would you guess that split is? Personally, I would guess if they're there, they know you and they like you. So I would probably say it's a high percentage. I I would guess probably 80, 80%. It's actually half, but that blows my mind. Is it really? (laughs) Half pay in full (laughs) for the whole 12 months. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But they go there and they just immediately just pay the the 77 bucks for the whole year. Yeah. And it's like the money goes right into my account right then, right then at that time. And they're covered the whole year. And some of them just pay me and they never even go and look at anything I produce. Right. Just because they wanted to give me money. Yeah. Which I appreciate. To, to support, support. We are what fighting you're doing. a battle. We are yeah. fighting a battle. I do the same thing. You know, I don't hardly watch Blood Origins content very often it comes out i don't watch a lot of content mm-hmm. i'm busy 
living and doing my own thing. Right. But I put a lot into into what Robbie does every month because I I just like knowing he's out there doing it, mm-hmm. and I and I just put the money there. I do it with other organizations too, like Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Yeah. I don't really pay attention to what they're doing as much, but so people do it for me too. Yeah. Yeah. And the money and and they do it and and then the other half just pays seven bucks a month, and um and and those numbers add up over yeah. time. And if we can get that from from a thousand to two thousand to five thousand, it builds Mm -hmm. a better and better community for one, because you can go on there and you can say, Hey, I got this backpack I want to sell, or hey, anybody know about this? Hey, I'm gonna I have a hunt here in uh, I don't know, Montana, and I was wondering this. Can anybody I mean when I was in Alaska, yeah, I said, Hey, locals, anybody want to get lunch with us or dinner with us in town and that's how i met dalton yeah, right, right dalton's like yeah let's get together and i was like cool i would i'm not going to tell people on instagram hey i'm in town who wants to join us i get shot right. but, but my my people the gritty stealth yeah. community people i'm like hey i'm in town let's go hang out yeah. I, those people got my back those people are my community right and so there's I'm you're able to kind of to me to to enjoy and and maximize the benefits of the social world we live in with social mm-hmm. media, but you're locking out the toxicity and the garbage. One thing I had hoped would happen, yeah, and Dalton probably has heard me say this as he's been on locals is I really hoped that it would be like more like a replacement for Instagram or mm. a replacement for social media or yeah. Facebook or whatever, where right. you could find community and you could all share posts and ideas yeah. and hunts. Yeah. yeah. But human behavior is different. I think they think they say something like 10%, 90% of the people on social media just look at it yeah, and never make posts. Yeah. That yep. means only 10% actually make posts. And of those people that do make a post, very it's like three percent of those make them regularly right Right. so you really do need even though we have let's say you know we got four thousand people three a thousand that are have access to post Mm. those people you don't have enough critical mass to truly create a very robust um social community right because yeah. most people aren't interested in posting. They just want to consume content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the few that do, they'll post something looking for a reaction and you'll get two likes on a post. I was <laughs> right. hoping it, you know, I was hoping it would be, uh, you know, super hopping, but it's, it's not quite like that, but we have done giveaways like this time, this Sunday, we drop a new movie this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We dropped one last week with uh ryan lampers and tana mm-hmm. on the the llamas hunting yeah bears. yeah Tana's like tiny with like seven yeah. and also seems like she's four so uh <laughs> she's tiny yeah and uh anyway her and ryan go on this hunt it's like a 30 minute film this week's is 40 minutes and they do get a bear and and uh it's a father uh it's a daddy daughter hunt mm-hmm. uh crazy hunt it's cool it's on llamas she rides the llamas it's a really cool hunt we put these two films together. They're exclusive to that community. And yeah. when we drop films like that, we do giveaways. Mm. But I want to drive engagement. So last week we said, you're entered to win a big pro- a bunch of prizes, but you have to jump on the live stream to be to be in the running. Yeah. And then we randomly selected people and gave away 
20 prizes to 20 people. This time, we're doing the same thing. Jump on a live stream and you're entered, but you have to make a post mm. to the group. You have to introduce yourself. You have to um, share a hunt or something. Do whatever you want to do. You have to do. You can just say, hi, my name is such and such. I'm from. But the rule is a post, a single mm. post. And the goal there is, again, to sort of drive community, to create space for people to share who they are. And who knows, maybe somebody finds a post and they're only going to do it because, well, Brian's going to give me a, a new Leupold spotting scope if I do this. Okay, fine, fine. I'll make a post. <laughs> and I don't care how I suck them in as long as they're sucked in. And then when they yeah. make that post, somebody else sees that post and goes, oh, my wife had cancer too. Or this thing happened to me too. Or, mm. oh, that's interesting. I hunted that spot. Or, And then these two people meet each other. Right. And then that builds maybe who knows what down the road. And that's how we build a community Right. Yeah. How we right. lift right. uplift each other and mm -hmm. build a positive space. So, you know, one thing that I think is important with all this stuff as a content creator is to understand human nature. Yeah. You guys need to, as a podcast, you need humans need incentives. We respond to incentives. Mm -hmm. We respond to negative incentives in a bad way and positive ones in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And so understanding the way human beings are you don't you and and then just play the game yeah like don't bitch about it don't complain about it mm -hmm. that's that's how we are right I, i'm as guilty as the next guy yeah you know yeah and uh incentives matter so anyway yeah well there it, you have it dalton it, thank you for letting me uh <laughs> sell my my locals on your show but yeah that's well, that's exactly uh what it's about well and, and I, I love that that you're you're going so far to incentivize people going onto these platforms because yeah. I've been looking into a lot of these as we're growing and as we're getting farther along because the Northern Hunter is going to start cranking out a lot more content. We're we're coming out with with I don't want to give too much away, but <laughs> there's going to be a lot more coming, you know. And yeah. and we're new on the scene, but but we're we're going to be growing as fast as we can. And the problem with that is as I'm looking at creating these these accounts for us, you do have YouTube sending out updates all the time that if you, what was the one I got a little while ago, that if you you featured a firearm in a video and you were even just putting a, showing how to mount a scope, mm -hmm. that would get you a strike. Mm -hmm. and, and YouTube has the whole three strikes and you're out kind of rule. Yeah. And... And so trying to figure out what platform to go on, the biggest issue that I was seeing and reading of people trying to use these other platforms that, are, that do believe in free speech and do believe that people should be able to post and say whatever they want because mm -hmm. America, uh, is that you're, you're not getting in front of the right people, if that makes sense. You're not getting in front of the new person that's curious about how to mount a scope because that person hasn't already paid you the $7 a month. And so they haven't gotten into the community. Mm -hmm. And so that post isn't reaching them or the, the video mm -hmm. isn't reaching that person that's searching. What is an ethical range for hunting and trying you, they might find your video on how to figure out how far their rifle is ballistically capable of. They're not going to be able to find that on YouTube the way it's going because all of those videos are going to be gone or disincentivized and people aren't going to be going to be making that yep. content. And so I like seeing that 
people like yourself are, are creating those incentives to get people moved to those new platforms. Because if enough people talk about it, if enough people, instead of saying, hey, check out my Instagram and my Facebook, say, hey, check out my Rumble, then that's going to be in their head when that person has yep. a question about hunting and they're curious about hunting. They're just going to automatically know, I can't go to YouTube to find this information. I have to go to Rumble. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's huge. And the, and the more people we can get onto those platforms, the better, because then you are getting in front of the right people. Then you are reaching your target audience. Yeah. There's a, there's a, um, there's a series of strings like mm -hmm. funnels that, that in my mind that I use and you're absolutely right that, you know, if I just go to rumble, I'm in this, like this tunnel, this, this bubble yeah. over here for only people who are there to be there. Mm -hmm. If you go to locals and you just like try to, you need, you need them, you need a lot of, you need multi-pronged approach. Mm. So for me, you know, I'll, 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 I'll pull back the curtain a little bit mm. for you guys. So, um, I want to see everybody succeed. So, um, when you look at the films, okay. Mm. One of the reasons I wanted to do the films is because I love having, I wanted to do the adventures. Right. Somebody was telling me you could be the next, you know, Joe Rogan of the hunting podcasts where, <laughs> you know, your podcast is just king of the hunting space. And you just interview all these great conversations. Da, 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 and I'm like, I don't want to be that because then I wouldn't be out hunting all the time. Yeah. I wanted to go and do these adventures mm. And then also that was that's who I am. Mm -hmm. So this this method of making the podcast like such a big part of what I am didn't really suit my major passions, mm. right? But going out on the adventure, doing the hard thing, challenging myself, seeing new places, new lands, new hunts, new animals, new species, new 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 everything. Mm -hmm. That was that was what I wanted. I also wanted to create something. Let's say your your show is only audio version podcast on iTunes, Spotify, whatever mm -hmm. the platforms are, right? You're only gonna you you could it's hard to get people to find your show and mm -hmm. know about you and to grow your show. And then even then, maybe you're stuck to just the people that listen to audio, mm. right? What by doing film, okay. I can grab everyone will watch a hunt film just about if you're a hunter and even non hunters. Yeah. So let's start at the, like the highest level. I put out a reel of a moose hunt or a bear mm -hmm. or something amazing. Mm -hmm. It garners me like a half a million views in like a week. Right. Some of these, some of these break 4 million views in, in, in two weeks or something. Other ones don't, but they're incentivizing you to put out reels right now. YouTube is, uh, I should yeah. say shorts. Right. So these shorts go out and YouTube just ridiculously over over promotes them. See, this is the benefit. This is when YouTube's helping me out because mm -hmm. right now they're trying to build a channel. They're trying to build they're trying to compete with TikTok, mm, right? Even Instagram, right? Right. So they're like, "Oh, we got to get into the shorts game." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so right now, um, they're oh, they're massively rewarding that content. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, that's 
the way the game is being played. Okay. I, I understand the rules. I can bitch about it or I can play the game. Right. So mm-hmm. here I am. I put out that short and I get 5 million people see it. Okay. Out of that 5 million, I'd say probably 50% at least are hunters. Mm-hmm. And the other 50% are people who hate hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. So I get all called all the names, the mother effer, murderer, killer, like yeah. all that stuff that probably should be banned, but isn't. And I wish that they would find <laughs> you and kill you. And, you know, maybe karma will get you and a grizzly will eat you and, and right. your whole family. And all Not that if stuff. I eat him so first. Then, <laughs> then, I get, then I get the other side of like, never heard of you before. Saw the reel. And then I went and clicked on the link to the actual movie that this came from. Mm. And I watched the movie. And now I've been watch, binge watched all your movies. Yeah. And then I noticed that you covered this podcast topic about pack rafts, and I clicked on that. And then I listened to the podcast, and you convinced me that I needed a pack raft. And then I used your code, <laughs> and I went and bought that pack raft. Right. Right. It started with the reel. Yeah. Then the movie. Then I pulled him into, and then it's like, oh, and now I'm part of locals too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm on your Rumble. Like it started with the tiniest piece, yeah. which was just a short clip yeah. and it funneled into this and it funneled mm-hmm. into that. And it, each right. piece of content I create is a gateway into the next comp piece right. of content yeah. Yeah. that, that in my mind, I look at it this way. This isn't some trick. No, this is, this is me providing value to you in stages, mm-hmm. stages of value at this stage. It was like, Oh, that was cool, man. I've, I've never seen that was really that was 4k beautiful amazing yeah okay oh the movie wow that was that was really cool mm-hmm. okay that value i want to know more about how to bear hunt there's a there's a link in this film to this podcast right oh, wow now now i feel like i know what gear i need if i go to a hunt like this right oh i use i'm going to use your code to do that and now i'm going to be part of your private community mm-hmm. over on locals now i'm going to get on a live stream and ask you a question directly about yeah. what you do it's 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 value 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 right and they say you've changed me or you empowered me or you inspired me i am going to use your code to buy this product because it helps me and it helps you and i want to mm-hmm. see you succeed the law of reciprocation rolls out and yeah it just is one cycle but because i've developed tiers of content types mm-hmm. not everybody will listen to a podcast almost everybody looks at it short yeah not everybody watches an entire film but they might if they see the short right and most people will watch a hunt film if you can get them to want to with a teaser or something that hooks them in Mm -hmm. once they're in the film they might watch 25 films before they go i gotta check out this dude's podcast yeah but eventually now they're they listen to me two hours a day an hour on their way to work and an hour on their way home on a long drive and they consume all these hours of stuff and I like to think that my content changes who they are as yeah. a human being. I want my content to be meaningful and impactful. So then a year from now, they're a different person. Four yeah. years from now, they're a totally different person. They're more skilled. They're they're they got more mental toughness. They have more resilience, like all these things that I mm-hmm. want them to walk away with. So to me, it's all it's all interconnected. Yeah. And it and it and it's all in stages. And I don't really care. Yeah, like people are busy. They have so many. They have basketball. They like the NBA. They like mm-hmm. football. They like this. They like that. I'm competing with the world, not just other hunting brands. Right. Like everything. 
So I have to put something out there that's enough value. And by putting out something that's palatable that they like at this moment, mm-hmm. I can get them to the next value. And they don't know if they want to sit and watch a 30 minute video. Right. You know, but maybe once they see that clip, they, they think, okay, now I do. And then they see yeah. it and they go, Oh, I'm glad I did this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people joined up to locals because they just wanted to see if they could win mm-hmm. seven bucks. Yeah. And they jumped on the live stream and then they were like, hot dang, this live stream was fun. This was cool. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I met some dudes. I won a free thing. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to stay. I'm going to yeah. stay. Yeah. And I'm going to ride this train for a while. But well, and- others went, this was dumb. I'm not spending this kind of money. I'm mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Right. That but- was, that's a failure on my part. Then I didn't provide enough value for that $7 to keep them hooked. I got them in, yeah. but I just didn't have the value needed to keep that person there. But others I did. And, and yeah. it's just this process. And, and, and what that, to me, what that is, you know, you're utilizing all of these different features to, to be able to basically, like you said, improvise, adapt, and overcome. These other channels might not be able to reach the right people, but you can utilize the small or the bigger channels in order to get those people to the right place to kind of guide yeah. them to the information. And that's, that's, I, I really think that's, that's a beautiful strategy there because they and, might not know that rumble exists. They might not know that that locals exist. Right. And, 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 and through that funnel, you can, you can enlighten them and, and lead them to the information that they want. And, and it's, it's important that you, that you guys look at your channel and you say, where do I want it to be in two years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because, when I started to grow locals, I was like, if I looked at it in six months or one year, I'd have been pretty disappointed. Yeah. But if I say five years from now, if I could get to this number slow and steady. Right. And if I can get rumble to this number slow and steady, mm-hmm. then when those storms come, when YouTube says you're canceled because yeah. you produce hunting content and all we've already got rid of the political people we disagree with. Now we're coming right. for the people that promote promote hobbies we disagree with that right. promote lifestyles that we disagree with yeah. we're going to cancel all this type of channel and that type of channel and we're going to mm-hmm. do it out of the safety for the public yeah. right <laughs> so when that happens i, I want to be i want to be two steps ahead yeah. i already want to have this other space mm-hmm. built and it's it's a lot of work now mm-hmm. but i like i said keep in mind the paranoid survive right the people who are like this is coming and maybe it doesn't come and maybe I put all these calories over here mm-hmm. and, and I never needed to. Yep. So what? So yeah. what? I, I, yeah. I'm prepared for that emergency if, if it were to come our way. And I want results. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I might have mentioned to you guys, I don't remember who I was talking to, but you go out and you hunt. And I've been around these guys that are like, I went out west and I did this hunt and, da, 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 and I got all the way up there and I, and I got a shot on this bull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't kill the bull. Mm-hmm. Right. And so often people yeah. are content with getting the shot or getting the opportunity, getting mm-hmm. enough. It's like, I don't give a dang. Yeah. In some ways, I don't care if I got 100,000 views on a hunt film. Mm-hmm. If nobody bought the T-shirt. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> at some <laughs> level... I can't keep doing what I do right. if they don't buy the t-shirt. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, and it I, also and means that I bought three. So <laughs> yes. I bought one. I bought one. But it also is an indictment on me, right? Mm, like yeah. if I came up with the idea and I and I 
and I promoted the the vision behind it and the yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. And people a hundred thousand people watched my show and nobody bought the shirt. Yep. Then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm doing something wrong. I did yeah. something wrong. Yeah. But the but the goal there has to be the result. Not right. Not you can't be content with like numbers, with traffic, with with excitement. You have to be you need to be content with the end goal. And the same thing with a hunt. You can't necessarily be content with, hey, I went to this amazing place and I did a lot of cool hiking. You're right. That's that's okay at one point, but eventually it has to be, did you get the thing or not? And if yeah. you aren't getting the thing you're after the way you want it, that's an indictment on you to mm-hmm. yeah. expand what you're right. doing. And so when I look at right. my channel and I look at Rumble and I look at locals and I look at all that mm-hmm. and I I judge the the end outcome if i'm not achieving that end outcome right i got then something in the middle something i'm doing isn't enough it isn't right and i gotta adapt right for that well and at the end of the day the the biggest thing is you know the goal of all of this is to to educate people yeah and and to to put that in front of them so when we were talking to ryan earlier today recording with him he said uh he goes well if you did three hours with me you'll probably do three hours or six hours with brian (laughs) (laughs) and uh and uh, here we are we're not even through half the topics we had for you and we're already at almost three hours so yeah (laughs) Yeah. hey it's a gift (laughs) it's been great content it has been. oh yeah now this went a really good direction i i think this is all very relevant to hunting Mm. and being too stubborn to quit and yep. uh, how to, how to find success. And we've touched on a lot of heavy topics, but uh, you know, it seems like every time we talk with you, whether it's on your show or ours, we end up on this subject. So it's, uh, it's been good. I, yeah. I, th- I think folks will, I think folks will benefit from well, that. No doubt. You know, we talk a lot about tactics and gear yeah, right. and guns and all this other stuff. Yeah. We haven't really touched a whole lot on the mental side right, of things, right. and and I, I really love that that's the direction this one went because it's yeah. super important. I mean, without you can have all the gear, the guns, and and know all the tactics, but if, you, yeah. if you're not don't have the mental fortitude to chase it, right, it's all for nothing, right. So I agree, but so uh, so Brian, you uh, you talked about a lot of different uh, platforms that you're on right now, and and different ways that you're trying to reach <laughs> people and get these get the message out to people, and they can they can find you and your content, you can inspire them. So. Why don't you kind of, it's, it's a little spread out. I'm sure there's at least 30 minutes of us talking between each plug. So sure. why don't you go just let people know where they can find you and uh, what they can expect. So, Okay. Uh, YouTube is probably the best place to find me right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just Brian Call Gritty YouTube channel. Okay. And if you go there and subscribe and check out on the landing page, you'll see, you'll see playlists you'll see all the films you'll see films by season you'll see a playlist for bear hunting films and bear podcasts so we Mm. kind of compiled everything we've done around bears like 40 films and videos and how to gear dumps for the spring everything is in that one playlist so as bear season's coming upon us uh you could you can spend a lot of time just uh learning from that playlist on Mm -hmm. our page so YouTube's where it's at. And then uh, that's where people usually can reach me too because we try to respond. If you if you look at our comment section, 
I really try to uh, be able to respond to every comment on YouTube. We're very, very vigilant about that. Um, Instagram, if you DM me, I probably, it's a, it's a, I wouldn't even say it's a 3% chance. I'll get back to you. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty low. Uh, I can't, I can't stand Facebook. I've been on Facebook uh, in four years, so you won't find me there. Um, but Instagram, I'll, I'll get on there and I'll post some things. Um, but that's not really spend much time. I don't, I don't see a lot of value in, in social yeah. media nowadays. So my YouTube platform, leave us comment questions. We try to respond on that public space. And then you can email me at gritty Bowman at gritty Bowman.com. We do, we're doing all right there, getting back to there. And then you can check out uh, the locals, which is the gritty stealthy community. If you go to mm. gritty.locals.com, you can check that out, sign up, become a supporter. You don't have to be a supporter. You can just be a member mm. and you can, there's, there's a, a lot of content on there that is accessible to all people, whether you're, you pay or not. Oh, perfect. But if you pay there, you'll have to, you'll have to pay to get some, to some of that exclusive content mm -hmm. that's there for, for that community. And then we do a lot of giveaways over there and other things. So, but that's, that's kind of it right now. Go to rumble. If you're on rumble already, or if you, if you want to support a free speech space, mm. we're there. People are subscribing. I think I have 300 sub subscribers on rumble and I don't even have but one video up yet. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty so good I'm hoping statistic. Yeah, I mean, it's only been like six days since I mentioned it. So, okay, um, excited about it. I'm hoping that um, that Rumble uh, rivals YouTube, yeah, um, soon yeah. because because the way that they're censoring gun related content, right. it's getting tighter and tighter. Um, we had a couple of videos just get just just mm -hmm. blocked uh, from YouTube and, and strike because we decided to give away uh, Weatherby rifle. Ah, and so it was a giveaway. Yeah, and it's like if you if you go and sign up, then uh, you're entered to win this raffle, and yep. you're in a raffle for this rifle. And YouTube said, no, no, you don't get to do that. Yeah, um, you're done. So now does does Rumble cost anything, or is it, is it free to access? No, it's just like YouTube. It's just like YouTube. Just like YouTube. Yeah. Nice, perfect. It looks it looks pretty much like it, and and uh, it's a it's an easy platform, just like just like YouTube is. It just doesn't have the treasure trolls of content but it it's growing and i would not be surprised just gotta trailblaze your way there man yeah people yeah. will follow yeah for sure someone's got to be daniel boone you know <laughs> yeah. someone's got to like, <laughs> right. be the first the world needs so, more of them so yeah. all right well folks definitely go check out all things Thank from you gritty and uh yeah. while you're while you're out there being inspired and yeah. going on these hunts while you're on your hunt you need to be <laughs> protecting your rifle with the stealthy hunter rifle cover and protect your uh your seating region on your uh on your aging body mm -hmm. with the stealthy hunter glassing pad of which I see Brian, prior to the recording of this show <laughs> added a stealthy hunter glassing pad to his yes. to his seating <laughs> arrangement, I've done the it's same funny. thing. It works amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a a hardcover book. Yeah, and then I have that on top. And nice. Um, I yeah. I couldn't it, think I, of these soft chairs. 
I'm yeah. not into these soft chairs. Mm, yeah. I like yeah. a hard chair. Yeah. But but you need the pad because it yeah. you need a little <laughs> bit of Speaking of which, that chair is amazing, by the way. Yeah. That's <laughs> I need to get me one of those. I couldn't My think of yes. <laughs> I couldn't think of two better things to sit on than the stealthy hunter glassing pad and Hillary Clinton's autobiography. <laughs> so <laughs> on to our next uh sponsor. If you wow. go over and check out well, I guess to wrap up the first one with Stealthy Hunter's website, if you go over to stealthyhunter.com, you can shop all of Ryan and Hillary Lamper's gear and equipment from glassing pads and scope and crown mm. covers. They also have Stealthy Nutrition. Yeah. And uh, I know we talked about that uh, in a podcast that we did with Ryan recently uh, with the uh, the protein powders and the turmeric supplements and the immune and uh, and gut health supplements, as well as a plethora of other options as well, CBD gummies and things that'll help you and your engine in your body run strong for the mountains. Our next sponsor that we're going to mention is Yukon River Knives. Mm. If you go over to their website, you can shop any of their knives on their website and get a significant discount with the Northern Hunter applied at checkout. And that's the same thing that we do with Stealthy. It works the exact same way. No caps, no space. The Northern Hunter, and that'll help kick back a little bit of, uh, of support for our show, and we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Our other three sponsors that we're working with and very happy to be is Weatherby Rifles. Hammer Bullets, and uh, Batum 907, which is our local Alaska bear bait attractants and lures company. Best in the world. And uh, yeah, a pile of bears have died. Uh, hundreds, if not thousands, have died <laughs> at the hands of Batum 907 equipment. And uh, we are quickly approaching bear baiting season up here in no. interior of Alaska, and we're getting excited. So yeah. Pretty soon, our office, I'm sure, will start smelling like uh, like bear lures as we get things in the As long mail. as it's not Nasty Boar, I'm yeah, okay with it. as long it. as it's not Nasty Boar. If we get some, like, cupcake addiction candles or something, that, oh, that, yeah. that'd be great. That's happening, brother. But, uh, yeah, so go check out our sponsors. If, if you're in search of a, of a rifle, uh, then go check out Weatherby. Mm. If, you're, if you're looking for a solution to your, to your questions about hunting bullets, go check out Hammer Bullets. And mm -hmm. we'll have a podcast upcoming at some point this uh, this summer, probably. Mm -hmm. We'll have one of the guys from Hammer on to talk about their uh, their bullet design and kind of what their ideas are there. I'll be testing them, as will James. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully this spring, uh, I'll be having them uh, with a Weatherby rifle in the field, uh, doing some brown bear hunting with it Yep, uh, on some guided hunts. So... Anyway, go check out our sponsors' pages and help support the show, and we, we are glad that you guys are doing that, so keep on Absolutely. doing that. <laughs> and if you go to the website, there is a uh, section there for our sponsors, and yes. you can go there, and yeah. we got really crisp banners Mo made up for us, and, and all the links and everything with which ones have discount codes and which ones don't. So, yeah. But outside of that, we are not currently on some of these platforms, these free speech platforms, but it sounds like we probably will be soon. So uh, for currently, if you search us at The Northern Hunter on either Facebook or Instagram, you'll find us and all the content we're putting out for our show. And uh, if you have any comments, questions about anything we talked about today or anything you're curious about for hunting in Alaska, you can send us messages either to either one of those or if you are again on the website, thenorthernhunter.com. There's a contact us button there, and uh, we love we love hearing all the comments, all the questions, and we try to get to everyone that we can. So, yeah, um, I guess that wraps up this episode. Yeah. Brian, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a great yeah. time, and uh, thanks again, Brian. My pleasure, guys. Yeah, love so. to have you on again soon. Definitely. Yes. So, thanks, guys. All right, guys. Well, until next time, get out there, get after it, and good luck. We'll see you next week.
All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and actions securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA.